the thing about real estate accounting is that you can you can head down the page or across the page and, and everything works out. So every day everything adds up. You know, the, the total is always uh, the sum of its parts. So it's clean, it's clear, neat, absolute. But my life, it, it, uh, it, it doesn't add up. It's, uh, you know, not, nothing connects to anything else. It's, uh, I'm not, I'm not the, the sum of my parts. All of my parts don't add up to one. before the devil knows you're dead. Welcome to 2022, a new year. And this time, perhaps, an actual new year, unlike the skittish, passive, coy little holding pattern that was 2021. We lost many MVPs and VIPs this year, and in the last couple weeks. Some you don't know, some you might know, such as both of the ladies I invoked in the opening episode of this podcast. I won't run through the names right now. I prefer to visit the dead as I do the living. Banging on their door in the middle of the night, stark naked. No. Let's try that again. I prefer to visit the dead as I do the living, one occasion at a time, so as to immerse myself in their company and absorb whatever secrets they are willing to share. Resolution. People like to celebrate the new year with resolutions. Resolving things. Resolving to quit. Some of them quit coffee, the one drug you can do with your grandmother. A lot of people online said they were not going to drink this New Year's Eve so they could start the new year feeling sober. Because, of course, it's very important to spend January 1, a holiday where you have no work and nothing to do, in tip-top shape, picture-perfect health. I was so inspired by this idea that I even took it a little bit further. This New Year's Eve, I didn't drink or dance or fuck or laugh, so I could start the new year feeling like Sam Harris. Which was fine until about 2 a.m., when I got tired of feeling like Sam Harris and ran off to a shirtless warehouse raven downtown. Addiction. Its patterns and sensory highways and artistic entanglements. Addiction is the gateway to tonight's adventure. 
which begins at the opening of a very indie exhibition at a very indie art gallery called No Gallery, lowercase n, in Chinatown, New York City. Our guide is Adam Lehrer, host of the System of Systems podcast and author of the very moving book, Communions, recently published by Hyperidian Press. The book is accurately described on its cover like this. Channeling hallucinated versions of dead artists and junkies, these fragments access the uncanny allure of shared experience. Elements of speculative fiction, criticism, and encrypted autobiography merge to form a disconcerting portrait of the artist as addict. Neither denunciation nor valorization, Communions is an attempt to probe the haunting singularity of opiate addiction and its ineradicable influence on art and culture. Addiction is the only thing that's real. Clout addiction, money addiction, drug addiction, fame addiction, the fix and the hustle and negotiations with dealers. All of it mixed in now with an addiction to identity, which dulls your fear that all greatness is in the past and only unique gestures of mediocrity remain to be discovered. Identity, an intellectual drug where you can drown the fear of your own inadequacy in a rush of righteousness at the misdeeds or insensitivities of anyone who exhibits too much power, who goes too far. Even ugliness is too large a sensation for the kind of people dancing to the tune of this bureaucratic political calculator that governs not only every corner of the official art world, but especially those corners that are supposed to be counter-cultural. Where's the counter in the culture? But even the frauds, the hucksters, and the anointed identity mediocrities might possess one thing nobody can take away from them. Their addiction. There are voices of resistance rising from the scene. Voices that are calling for more. Voices that question suspect patterns, voices that cry for truth. Adam Lehrer is one of those voices. In 2020, he got fired from the music magazine Quietus, where he had a regular column, and all his other writing assignments got canceled, all because he retweeted an article by an academic named D.C. Miller defending an art gallery's right to free speech. This was the editor's email of dismissal. I cannot employ someone who shows any kind of public support for D.C. Miller, a potentially dangerous, 
alt-right philosopher agitator and supporter of conspiracy theory, etc. And I have little time for the, well, I don't agree with everything he says, but he is refreshing school of thought, which is just Hitler did wonders for employment and public transport, but with a hipster's record collection. Quote. Since that drama, Adam has doubled down and tripled down on defying everything about that email, and he now describes his various cancellations as blessings in disguise. Before this adventure, I'd known Adam only online, and I had absolutely no personal connection to the New York art scene to which he belongs. That whole world is alien to me, as it is to anyone else not directly involved in it. I am practically non-existent in this episode. I am a fly on the wall, perhaps even a virus in the air. But this is New York, and New York is a place where it's possible to barely exist and yet somehow belong. Alienation here does not feel alienating. It feels almost natural. You can be nobody in New York and still be something. You can be a New Yorker. That is the charm of the city and its great horror. This adventure, quite organically, took on the style of Adam's book, which I hadn't read at the time. It proceeds in fragments. I haven't done any kind of weird editing, but you can listen completely out of order and not lose anything, I think. All kinds of chatter is overheard. At certain points, conversations break in half and overlap then rejoin and break apart again. Special guests appear and sort of vanish. Heroes are remembered. Little bits of gossip and rumor and rivalry and conspiracy abound. Do these screams and murmurs and arguments add up to something real? Do they signal an urge to extract an entire culture from the gravitational spiral of that email? Are they, if nothing else, the noise of community?
this is what's going to be running. Oh, that, this little Chinatown gallery with four little walls. Yeah. What's it's called name? No Gallery. There you go. Hillary. All right, let's see. There you Adam? go. Adam. How's Yo. it going? This is uh, Meet you, man. Uh, what's going on? I just got here with this is my friend. Me too. Nice to meet you. Adam. So how do we do this recording thing? I'm already recording. Oh, like, awesome. Yeah. I just want You're the on, like his like online show as I navigate him around the scene or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's my yeah my New York liaison. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll let you get to it. Do you all right. Do something. Like yeah. Look, we should all. Go, I got a bunch of friends here. We should all go grab drinks after. Yeah. Let me know what's happening and we'll see what's happening. We okay. have to eat and shit. Do you want to meet Matt too over here? Hallucinated versions of dead artists <laughs> of junkies, him, fragments accessed the uncanny allure of shared you know, experience, elements of now, speculative fiction, criticism, and encrypted autobiography merged oh to form a God, disconcerting yeah. portrait like, of the artist as addicts. Uh, Neither denunciation nor valorization, communions is an attempt to probe the haunting singularity of opiate addiction and its ineradicable influence on art and culture. And he would know, Adam would know, about art and addiction. Yes, both. Seems like a good guide. He's a case Yeah, exactly. Every day he jokes me again. Yeah, we were talking about it. I never, yeah, exactly. But, but she's no. so obviously like playing the long. But I think game. That, no, but it's sick though because she's also gonna lose culturally because like this is done. Like, yeah, yeah, done. yeah. And you can't just do call out for famous boyfriend the third. I actually thought his statement was pretty smart. He was, was like, so didn't happen. Called my lawyer. I don't apologize. Legal <laughs> action. And I was also just like, this is, but it's really funny because the coup of it is that like her record and that shitty daughter's record blew up. Yeah. I don't like that daughter's record. I like when they were grinding. Me too, the like, first album. Yeah. Canada songs. Um, but like, it's so weird because their their ascent has been together. They've gotten like really popular with like needle drop people and shit like totally. that. Totally. Like, oh god, on. Fantana. Yeah, but I mean like Fantano at least is just like a guy who's honest about his grind. Like that's so last totally. your last totally. sentence totally. test. Yeah, he's not out there being like, oh yeah, I'm changing the game with criticism. <laughs> it's just like optimism. Heroin showed me the deepest recesses of my mind. I do not fear darkness nor sickness. There are times when I miss the clarity of junk, its glow, its warmth. But I would not trade this awareness for those ephemeral pleasures. Life after opiates feels heightened. 
this book was conceived as an excision of the tissues of the past. But the past is actually a limb, the severing of which would be fatal. Pretty good. Yeah. Ghostwriting for him next year. Incredible. Yeah, him and I have become like fast friends or whatever. But because I thought his like response to his cancellation thing was genius, he just didn't say a word. Honestly, the cancellation about uh, of Hospital Records reminded me that I ever liked that label. Totally. Like when it reminded me that there was like all this cutty shit, I was like, oh shit, Hospital doesn't suck. Can you give me the TLDR on what happened there and who this is and what this <laughs> oh. is that you're going to be ghostwriting next next year? Oh yes, yeah. so this big like noise dude, probably one of the biggest in America actually. After TLDR. TLDR is just I think the like when your head hits the keyboard, right? That's yeah. what it sent. It means the lowdown. It is right. it is the lowdown, but T L is it is it supposed to be an acronym or is the it just supposed down, to be like the lowdown? The lowdown. The lowdown right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's but then it, where's the R? Did the end disappear? Uh, so that was just like um, noise guy is what I don't I don't know what noise means. Noise music. Okay. Yeah, he's probably one of the most successful. Probably shouldn't be too specific. I'm supposed to be ghostwriting for okay. him, you know. Okay. But he had a cancellation about like long-known things where he has like friendships and alliances with a lot of National Socialist black metal people. So some online fuckwit posted a Substack, and it was so like NPC style. It was like, but because all the, the yeah yeah not playful character, uh, because all the music outlets are like so fake and cucked. They actually like allowed themselves to be pressured into making a statement about it, but he just because he knows people who have black metal. Uh... Yeah, primarily one guy who I also know really well too, and he's a genius. But he's like, he's for real about that stuff too. So, so I mean, it's not like a fake accusation. It's just like people have known this forever, and now they just decided to care. Right. Yeah. Kind of like the Louis thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because I remember hearing about Louie jerking off in front of people for years, and I didn't, I was like, whatever, he's like, he's asking them to do it? it that's like, is that really the worst thing a Pretty man can toast, be doing? Really. Yeah. Toast I mean, things. What, what's the accusation if he said, may I please masturbate, and you said no, and then he, and he didn't do it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's really not a big deal. I loved his like comeback special though. I liked it too. Yeah. Oh, uh, we saw it in the most recent one. What are you talking about? Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah. so funny. Yeah, I love when he's talking about the Boston. Um, she's like, "Help the retarded! Help the retarded!" That part was fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. And I saw him a couple months ago and totally different material, but it was it was really good. Absolutely. That even better than probably the comeback special was so he's yeah he's keeping it he's keeping does it he down. have a new one coming he probably will because he has a new hour that he's been touring with you know oh, where'd you see him Long Beach yeah he filled up a pretty big theater for three nights in a row do you guys want to go get drinks after we leave this how long do you plan on being here not, not too long like 45 yeah. minutes or so cool yeah let's grab a drink well and your, your book passes the last uh, sentence test. He has a last sentence test oh, for sick. every book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which also, by the way, applies to Louis C.K., I guess, in terms of 
the life after the opiate of being part of the culture. Yeah, this was a lot longer, but my editor was like, no, 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 just fucking spike all this, and he was right. This this book we cut from 3.15 to 2.20, so there's like three chapters that got cut in its entirety. Do you feel liberated or hurt? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was the right move, for sure. How long did it take you to write the book from Soup to Nuts? I definitely could have used more time. I got the contract. I mean, granted, I had an outline for this thing for years. And then um, it was like after I lost all those writing gigs like two years ago, but then I had a little comeback with like based credibility or whatever. A publisher reached out to me to do a book, and I think what they wanted initially was like an essay collection of stuff I had already written. But I had this outline, and I was like, let me do this. They were like, cool, let's do it. So that was November 2020, first draft to June 2021. And then two months of like rewrites. So nine, nine, less than nine, eight months. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was like, in 26, there's a lot of reading and shit, because I'm like, I'm fictionalizing real shit. My man. What's going on, guys? My friend Sven. Sven, nice to meet you. I never like it. What's going on? Taking care of Valentina a little bit. She's got a sore throat. Uh oh. She got the Omi. Uh oh. My assumption is she'll probably be fine in a couple days. Yeah, yeah. the sore throat already went away. Scratchy throat. Yeah, some girl I just ran into, she was like, I had COVID two weeks ago. I was fine. And it was like the thing that made her realize that perhaps most of this is fake. It's a little bit much, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't fucking believe they're locking down again. I just went to go get coffee, and they abandoned ship. And they're all like 25-year-olds who are in no danger. Wait, who abandoned ship? The coffee shop around the Oh, they the just like, what do they, sleep? Yeah, they have the, a sign. Oh, oh my against, god. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh my, <laughs> yeah, They exactly. literally shut down for business, totally? Because of the open? Yeah, and I have like, I have tickets to see that Lehman Brothers show on Broadway on Monday. What is it? There's a show about the Lehman Brothers on Broadway. And, it's supposed um, to be good. It's supposed to be really good. What's it called? Just Lehman. Lehman. Oh. Um, it's been running I, like a few years, right? Yeah, but um, I think they're going to cancel all of Broadway. Oh, God. Yeah. Not Broadway. First they come for Broadway. Yeah, first they come for Broadway. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. What should I say for the for listeners about Daddy where we are right well, now? Well, I want to know what this uh, trend... I, I have a very good view of one image that interests me, which is a dick going into an ass. Yeah, I think uh, that's Heggie's uh, photograph, actually. So what is this exhibition? Yeah. It is a... We are at No Gallery, owned by this man right here. It's a gallery in Chinatown. Is his name Cooper? Casey, we're Casey. recording a show right now. What? What's the show? His show. Yeah, it's called Filthy Armenian Adventures. He's like a traveling show. Oh, yeah. Wow, love those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Welcome, welcome. Wonderful gallery you have here. Thank you. Pure, just throbbing gristle. You'll have to throbbing gristle, I've heard of, but you'll have to. Penelope Spears, she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, did, yeah. she did Wayne's World and Decline of Western Civilization. Oh, that's right. So that's we have right. a 1971 film that's impossible to get. Of. She had the interview with Darby Crash, fictionalized in my book, 
in your hands right now. Communions. Yes, indeed. Just checking out that the interview that she did with him. He's awesome in that interview. All fucked up on drugs, pretending he has a girlfriend. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to go in? Sure. Let's do it. We got a mask up, right? That's Richard Kern right there. Richard, okay, tell, tell me who Richard Kern is. Richard Kern uh, is a photographer but first got famous in the 80s as a pioneer of the cinema of transgression. It's like him, Nick Zed, a couple other people, Beth B, uh, making like naughty home video type stuff. Some of it's real. His stuff's really good. Um, later got quite uh, wealthy I think doing like naughty photographs and he had like a series on Vice about his models and he's a good guy I've talked to him before nice let's do it I'll be gone this weekend but I'll call you when I'm back Nice to meet you, man. Brad's a pretty amazing artist. But this is all like, these are all like, uh, kind of the outside. And I'd like you to describe that, like how you've constructed this little uh, circle of. Yeah. I think it's like just because. I knew that's like my friends anyways but then I just started being a lot more public and I got rewarded for it um, like I could have just been like a minor character in this shit forever just like going along to get along but I didn't really start making money or getting big work until I jumped off the deep end and that just kind of happened because I didn't I got pushed into it you know yeah. but um and then like a lot of people pretty much share the same observations because how could you not um and it's especially bad for like men I think because we're all like guys and we used to run this shit and now just by virtue of being men we're like pretty much cast aside industry wise but it's like I don't know it's been cool we really have a kind of click going so you describe this as a masculine enterprise I, I mean there's a few I mean there's like some girls but yeah most of my friends are like like IRL friends are like other artists in real life yeah yeah in real life friends are like artists these guys and then like musicians and a couple of writers and I've had like individual friendships with them over the years, but it's like only the last couple of years when we all kind of became a click or whatever. Well, out of necessity, I would out think. of necessity, yeah. Batten the hatches. Absolutely, I think that's the way to say it. Do you feel like it has the potential of being like what's called a movement? Yeah, that is. I kind of well, if not a movement, then at least like a crew. And people get more interest, especially like the way you can market yourself as a crew online and shit. People get more interested in the individual actors by virtue of connection. Is that happening? Yeah, that's coalescing. Definitely. You know, like Alex Beanstalk, he met last night. He's he's an artist too, but I gave him like a side project on my podcast, and 
Yeah, that just so like he so he has like all these like really slutty uh, prostitute type girls coming on the show, which is fun times. And there's more people in New York, I think, who probably agree with most of us. It's just like. Are they willing to? Not say everyone it. is willing. That's the thing. It's like not everyone's willing to go there. That's what happens. But um, is this why? I mean, is in a sense, it feels like the reason a lot of these like straddlers are so in love and in a way dependent on Red Scare feels like that because Red Scare is the one outlet from this scene Definitely. that's actually that's saying oh 100% yeah 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 and they're probably more like of the dime square thing than I am and dime square being for the, for the we're in the dime roots. square right we're in now. dime square so dime square is a where did it, it's an ironic name that is it Anna who gave the I'm pretty sure she Anna did, did it. coin it yeah. yeah it's just ironic because dimes being like a 10 like a like a hot ten. but are there dimes in dime square or is it just purely an ironic reference no there's definitely there's some hotties running around all over okay. the place we have to keep our eyes well, there's a general Anna aesthetic to it. yeah this is a Lydia Lunch I believe Lydia Lunch Lydia Lunch Raging Liptard What's her deal? Um, she was... I literally will not know a single human being that's referenced in this room, as you can tell. I'm such an outsider to this scene. She was in um, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, which is like a no-wave band. Mm-hmm. Uh, brief, noisy, on the scene noise, in the late noise. 70s. Yeah, there's, but they were like the first bands to like... Yeah. Use rock instrumentation to make like noise. Noise. So th- this is a recent photograph. No, it's like her back then. Okay. She's uh, so Anna's been channeling a bit of her maybe in yeah. some of her, in some of her photos. And she has a, rec- a, a familiar face from the cinema, but I don't know. Totally sure who it is, but I think it might be Kembra uh, Fowler. It's my best guess. Like a performer. Fucking piece of shit ever. With the blonde hair, or, uh, or yeah, with like the dark the scraggly hair. old white hair guy. He might be back here now, but that's Carlo McCormick, the editor of Paper Magazine. He used to like me. He's sworn me off entirely. He once screamed at me at an opening for making fun of Pete Buttigieg of all things. Have you gotten even with him yet? I mean, I feel he doesn't have any cool looks out like I already want. He's had the same fucking useless job forever. Besides, like, look what I look like. I didn't see his. No, no, no. Speaking in hush. This is Genesis. This is from Throbbing Gristle, Psychic TV. Pretty take, sure. Take a picture of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you a self-portrait of some kind. Hercule, can you hold this for a second? Known in later life for getting surgeries to make his body the same as his wife's body. They both got surgeries. But um, one big complaint I have is Casey did a solo show for Genesis. And given his... You know, subsequent libtardery, he really went hard into the trans angle 
when in reality, I don't think Genesis was trans at all. Genesis was just like an evil, like, psyop master agent who probably just liked the fact that he brainwashed his wife into doing something so disgusting. At least that's my read on it. Because um, he's, like, if Genesis was into, like, Charles Manson and Jim Jones. Right, so you know, it was all about control. psychedelic mind control. Yeah, rather, yeah. rather than major cultural conformity. Totally, and he even had when he was still just Genesis, dude, Genesis. He uh, started a magic, chaos magic thing. Taiko Temp, Temp, Temp. I don't fucking know. Templar. Temple of Psychic Youth. That's it. Templar of Psychic Youth. That girl's a famous singer now. She's one of the hottest fucking people I've ever seen in my life. The one with the black hair? Yeah. What kind of singing did she do? It's like really weird, like experimental singing. I, I told her once I liked it. I don't really know. Right, you know but it's a fair, you know. I feel like that's a that's a justifiable lie. Um, Matthew, who you met outside, actually, this is his wife's photograph okay um, she's really sick actually as well she, she's really good friends with Anna mm-hmm. um, what's his wife's name again Heji Shin Heji Shin she's a huge photographer now for both like art stuff and commercial stuff and Matthew's a painter as well I don't know if he's still here but Matthew's like work is hilarious Matthew's the one who did the show Luke Turner is a retard Luke Turner is retarded. I like the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like, this is not confirmed information, but I heard that actually Shia LaBeouf showed up at that exhibition in your city, in Los Angeles, and was looking for Matthew for calling out his friend Luke Turner. That's a retard. Right, but Matthew wasn't there, obviously. It's not like you hang out all day at your own show. And apparently, Shia beat the shit out of a gallery attendant, some young kid. Oh. Oh, shit. It's you. Oh, there's something right there. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. So what does that mean, Adam? What does this mean? Oh, I know, actually. This was from a series she did. Um, you'd get a kick out of this. She had a solo show a couple years ago. It was all pornography with guys dressed up as cops. Ooh. Some good old-fashioned stone wall. Exactly. Vintage. Yeah, yeah, gay yeah. erotica and it was funny at the time because everybody was like you know about the police etc etc and she was like no nah, police are awesome oh nice <laughs> uh, actually Beanstalk he met last night on the back of his book that I put out 
is his phrase, I only respect cops. Because he has this whole thing is that the only people worthy of respect in modern society are the police. I O R C. I O R C. I only respect cops. Oh, that's fucking horrible. Caps Blue Ribbon. You gotta embrace the horror. I think uh, that's kind of covers it. Yeah? So, this is going to be exclusively up here. Um, Sven's a really good painter, too. Nice. Nice to meet you. Are you on Instagram with your... With uh, not on my real name, but... Uh, yeah, he's like crypto account. Euro Demon Scum. Oh, okay, I'll find you. Sven, uh, Sven like... Would Euro post, Demon Scum. Sven, like, subtweeted me, like, six months before I realized there was him. He's really good at psyoping on the internet. Psychologically breaking down before I befriend him. Yeah. There you are. Oh, we'd never recognize you if we saw you on the street except for your height. It's the only way. Yeah, you're well disguised here. (laughs) Where'd Matt too go? Is this wrong, Jeremy? Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. It looks like Ron Jeremy. It does look like him. Uh, yeah. I couldn't find the provenance of that photo. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Lesbian terrorism. Can you tell me the time frame? This is an interesting little column over here. And, like, thing. Just from this angle. I don't know if it's totally banal, but it looks interesting to me. Yeah. A lot of people live down here. Oh, okay. Now, anyways. Where do you live, Sven? No, you're up, you're way uptown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting a spot in Bensonhurst. Oh, cool. I fucking love your place uptown. I'm sick of the junkies, though. There's a lot of junkies here? In uh, the South Bronx, there's... there is. But, uh, yeah, the spot I'm getting now is the fucking, like, old martial arts gym. Still has a punching bag and everything. Yeah, it's pretty romantic. And yeah, you're yeah. gonna live there? Yeah. yeah it's are you gonna keep the punching bag or are you gonna. Definitely. Okay, good. Yeah. Support. Oh, there's, there's Brian. <laughs> the only art farm writer who will talk to me in public. Art farm is a publication. Yeah, yeah. Probably like the biggest. I'll text him
We're uh, recording a show hey, right now. Yeah. Riley. Riley, nice oh, to meet it? you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually based. You have to double down. Peter was trying to work on his facilitation. I thought my I thought my correction was slipping with sarcasm. No comment. Riley's the curator. I'm not a curator. I'm more the logistics vibe. I do it outside. I like I'm not really claiming the curatorial vision. Which gallery? It's called Harkwick now. It used to be real pain. Harkwick? Harkwick, yeah. Harkwick. Do you want to be the curator? Not there, but somewhere else. Yeah. Right now I'm, I guess, cutting teeth. Logistics sounds serious too. It's yeah. I just tell people what to do. A director of sorts. Most of us live our whole lives. It's a huge job for a for a pretty young lady. I'm a pretty young lady. I'm relatively young lady. That's how Yes. Yeah. I don't know. No need to be modest. You're on. You're on. Yeah. You just broadcast video right now. Wait, is that getting? No, we can take it out. It's a. This is what, off the record. What do I need to take out? Your beauty? No. Never. Oh. Oh, about you not wanting to be the... Okay. No. Oh, no shade. What? No, no. Is there what is this for? Is the, the whole podcast. thing going to be... He does like a really cool travel show. He's a... We're in like a group chat. Together. Oh, cool. We're like... Yeah, we're in a Cross-continental friends. Yeah. I came in guns a-blazing. Just... As you should always That's do. the way you got to do it. Yes. Otherwise, that's obviously Emma like the aesthetic Emma of the Thurman show because I've already said way too much. Oh no, I love my job. I think you presented <laughs> you presented it with a lot of glamour. Okay, cool. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it seemed normal to me. I okay. didn't realize we were saying anything controversial Good. at all. Good. Okay. Well, then I've done. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you did well. I'm nervous. I feel like it's no, like, not at all. It's not live. Right. Right. You know, it's just that would be present. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe it'll, yeah. We're doing um, readings from Adam's book. Here? You can pretty much open any page and read any string of sentences. Want to try? It holds up. Really? Yeah. You have a How many? How many? Random. Yeah, read like three, four sentences to get a gist. Let's see if there's any slurs in this one. That's hope. <laughs> Maybe that page? Yeah, yeah. How's that? Okay. Did I just say it? Wow. Loud? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. And so it went, on and on, endlessly. The music kept playing, the styles kept clashing, and the cats kept bickering. There was no one truth. This thing, jazz, had no agreed-upon definition. There's no beginning or end here, and it's very seldom that anyone escapes. Oh, yeah. Boom! That was good? Yes. Can pick that up? Yes, okay. it definitely. No faggots or any bombs, though. No, no. I did not say a single one of those. <laughs> you said that so you feel better about your participation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No comment. That. Wigger, that's it. Beginning and uh, end. That's a bad I'm gonna look. Yeah, but I'm trying to bring it back because it's like such a great word. I wonder if we grow is more acceptable. Yeah, or like. Uh, that was a good choice. Like whack. 
That was a good choice. That's not so bad. Though. I, like, I kind of like weave some good descriptions yeah. of jazz in here. Oh, well, I, I didn't even know you published jazz. Uh, reading was great. Oh, thanks, man. Fucking uh, yeah, Casey Hathaway. This uh, just, he just published this. This just came like, out. Uh, like a little month movie ago. screening, like of a friend of a friend. There was like rich people there, so he was like, "Let's go." But yeah, he's well, good at that shit. Uh, yeah, it's all right. But um, and yeah, he runs a magazine late. as well. Zach ended up playing like music for like four hours afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, we had like a late release party a couple weeks ago. Oh, just book? came for the yeah. book. Did did you, what did it came? Came out like a month ago, right? Or came two? Out, a month and a half? Uh, September thirtieth. September thirtieth. Okay. But then, like Matt. Okay, so there was like a first print, and it was like riddled with grammatical errors. So then I got my first printed copy, went through one more time, fixed right. all of them, and now this is like the mass mass distributed copy. Right. It's good that you got a chance to. Yeah. to do that oh absolutely I feel like, yeah. it's sold out two runs now too it's like great it's like cause you know it's still a pretty new company I'm only the sixth release on the company and it like blew all the other books out of the and where did it where did these what do you what do you I mean apart from the quality of the book like how did how did it take off in terms of people noticing it is it just from your personal Well, I think it came out at a really good time because by August, Safety Propaganda had like 6,000 regular subscribers. Okay. And then, you know, some pretty big supporters too, like Nina Power, DC Miller, all our friends, of course, Perfume Nationalist, Guest Spot was helpful. Yeah. Um, So I did like a month of promotion with like podcasts two website interviews and then just like psyoped people through my own uh, social media channels right well that's I mean it's still pretty like independent it's definitely bigger than I oh without doubt but it's been a bigger bigger sales wise than I anticipated it would be I mean one thing I'm really proud of is that it is pretty it's like it's unique because it's like you know when I was making art I was mainly like a photographer, but I always used collage as a way to present everything. And this book is very much kind of like a collage, like fragments all related to one specific idea that, you know, you can open it to any chapter and still read just that chapter, but also at the same time, I think it comes together and coheses better as one product. And have you, is this your first book as a, like, that you wrote as a book versus as a collection? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thanks, man. And I'm working on a new lot. novel now, which is going to, I think, be the one that people probably expected me to write first go about. Um, it's going to be fiction? Yeah. Like a straight novel. I'm not sure if it'll be a long one or a short one, though. Would you ever do a theoretical work? Maybe in the style that I do, like a theory fiction kind of thing, like the way that I do art criticism and character or whatever, something like that. I don't know if I'd ever be interested in straight philosophy. Yeah, I don't know if, like, this is like a, uh, like, it seems like there's, like, another book that could have been made as well, like, like a theory kind of like a... Definitely. Media criticism type book, like, about these figures, too. Yeah, because it's kind of like speculative fiction in a lot of ways. I actually found out, um, do you know who the writer Rob Doyle is? No. He's, a, he's big in the UK right now, uh, published by Major House. I think he's on Scholastic, actually. But he's the only, like, he's one of, like, a few mainstream writers that I like. 
and he uh, reached out to me to tell me congrats and that he liked it and then asked me if I liked this writer who I had never heard of but then I checked out that the guy was doing something very similar in like the 90s where he wrote a book about um, jazz specifically but like fictionalized everybody this is the Doyle guy? yeah Rob Doyle because like the main influence on this book were the parts of Delilo's um, novels in which he like fictionalizes like Lenny Bruce or you know I love that shit in, in his text like in Underworld he fictionalizes Lenny Bruce and he fictionalizes um, FBI director uh, Jagger Hoover. Hoover yeah uh, that stuff and then um, also my favorite writer is probably like Norman Mailer and I like the way that he collapses the distance between journalism, criticism, fiction. What's your favorite, uh, or one of your favorite, Mailer works? I like um, American, what is it, American Dream or whatever. I'm not even familiar with that. Yeah, one. an American Dream. It's like a, oh, cool, cool. Let me see. I'm rereading this one again right now. You wrote the White Negro essay, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was like his, one of his first big, well, he had a bestseller before that. Yeah, and Ancient Evenings is amazing, too. Ancient Evenings, I, I can't believe that there is a life to that because of just how absurd it sounds I know. at that length. I know. You know? But Well, he, a lot of his books go really long, but at the same time, he has a very eminently readable style that's, like, very American. Um, he has he has he has an obvious like vitality to his writing even when he's saying nothing but horseshit. I mean, I've read you know he's read he wrote he wrote so much and like, yep. yeah, it's like at the, you know at, at the time you you judge people differently, and then time passes and you're like, who does who can pull any of this off now? Nobody. Nobody. Suddenly. I mean, if anybody, I feel like I feel like I'm trying to replicate his career and whatnot and like. Safety propaganda is like a digital, liquid, late modern version of Village Voice, you know, and trying to build this thing around it. Um, but yeah, I just dig. I love that video of Norman. Did you ever see that video when he's like getting grilled by all the feminists? Well, I've heard about this. I've heard about this. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. But it's also like, like seventy-one or something. Yeah, and he's like getting hammered by Susan Sontag. Is it a TV show or a panel? On a panel. But at the same time, it's like jovial. The women are having fun. He's having fun. People are laughing. You could never imagine like a similar scenario now. Is this on YouTube or something? Yeah, I'll oh, send okay. it. I have, to, yeah, I have to watch. I've heard about it. I've heard of it. I've heard it described as big, like the big explosion with the feminists. Yeah. Norman Mailer. Yeah, him and Ballard and him Ballard Burroughs is probably the guys that I've like read everything by and even Welbeck I've read everything by have you read Welbeck yeah he's he's somebody that Anna popularized big time she definitely did big time over here um, everybody read him yeah all of a sudden you had all the dirtbag leftoids being like this guy's Welbeck so but in France he's like number one novelist oh yeah for sure and he has been a long time but the funny thing is that here all these people who uh, all these people who would completely who would like cancel anyone for the mildest sexual like candor who's American we're, we're g- gobbling up Welbeck really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just like right isn't that con- I mean I'm definitely I'm I mean he has his haters too but yeah there's a big contradiction in who we got popularized with and then you have like the Chapo types making mealy mouth 
defenses of the literary quality of his work or whatever, but and that's true, but at the same time, everything he says is so obviously correct, you know, about like this general spiritual malaise of being a middle-aged white dude, you know? Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've loved him for a long what? time. Well, how old is he at this point? He's, he's, he's not too old. Yeah, he's not as old as he looks. He looks like he's on his last legs. No, but he's like a, he's like a deranged uncle or something. He has that skinny, you know, he has that deranged thinness, I feel. Like, hollowed out. Yeah. He's got a hot Asian wife, though. Yeah. Well, so do you. Hot, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But so do you. That's so another like, thing, like... Did you read his book where it's about the protagonist has a Japanese wife? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was listening to half of that. It's a pretty bizarre book. Yeah, totally. You know what else I love? The, the most underrated Welbeck is Possibility of an Island, I would say. I have read none of him, so I have oh, to... Oh, interesting. I feel yeah, well, like he's the, right up your alley. I'm sure he would be. And when I w- I've read... Frankie, I was told that... Hey. That... De- yeah. Like delicious tacos is very similar to yeah, him. I, for sure. Uh, I um, I think I, I'm not. I'm, I had trouble getting into delicious tacos. I read um, the pussy. Yeah. And, and I read it at a time when I read it at a time when I really. Sorry, I have to. I'm just gonna protect this from the wind. Seems to be. Seems to be coming a little bit. Um, I think Welbeck is more controlled. Like I think he can enter proper professorial literary mode and connect himself to the tradition, but then he can just get nasty and perverse. Well, he wanted to be a philosopher, right? Yeah, and like he's definitely a critic too, right? He's definitely read all that shit. Yeah. And then what he also does is he goes all the way to the macro level and brings the politics into it and the society into it. At the same time as he's talking about, yeah, he's he, a lot of this is a cliche, but he really is like very close to how Celine functioned in the in you know 1930s. So, what's the first book of his I should read? By Welbeck? Yeah. I mean, most people would say Elementary Particles, but I would say that or Platform. Okay. Uh, Platform's my favorite. Well, you just said another one was your favorite, didn't you? No, I said Possibility of an Island's the most underrated. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> These are different These categories. Are different. From, a, from an art, from a critic, it's important. To I, think, I think he blew up with Submission, though, right? No, well, he blew up again, but Elementary Particles was, like, the first big that, like, got republished everywhere. That was, like, the na- mid-'90s, or...? Um, I think it was 2000. 2000. And then the first one was Whatever in 98 he also has a, his first fucking published book was a literary treatise on Lovecraft oh, which shit. is fucking awesome yeah like so good yeah 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 but good. so he started at around his mid like he mid 30s yeah he was in his mid 30s in the mid 90s and he wanted to be a poet and then a philosopher and like fiction is like what he fell back on went like the Leonard Cohen route yeah, way, yeah but pretty much but to a different destination from a different launching point yeah no from the same launching point different spirit though same launching point different spirit though well, I, would, I don't know a vulgar poet yeah Cohen is a Cohen is, Cohen a, is romantic ultimately romantic and gallant that's that's not yeah that's true do you like Leonard Cohen He's very controversial among like artsy people because it's I like popular not to like him. Yeah, I like some of his songs for sure. Um, I had a phase where I was really into him because um, 
when I was like in my when I was like uh, late teens or whatever, like 19. I loved the birthday party. Nick Cave and Nick Cave always he loves Leonard. He's Cohen. done a lot of covers. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was listening to him the most. And I like um, First We Take Manhattan. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good fucking track. And that's the one that was his kind of. There, he was his collaboration with uh, a Berlin, a, G- a German like techno person or something like whoever like. There's did, that vibe anyway. It's, but it's like someone significant from what I, oh, I from I remember. Co- yeah, wasn't well, it on? Um, Palia saying that's her favorite. Leonard yes, Cohen. exactly. Yeah. Which she's not a Leonard Cohen fan, but she said that that was. That the track's exception. got some fucking heat. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it um, Giorgio Moroder who produced that song? I wouldn't know. Yeah. But, but it does have that German under apocalyptic, like it has the prophetic, the prophetic tradition meets like brutal Berlin underground. Paulia said, Paulia said, I like, I love anything apocalyptic. When she was saying why she loved that's that's one of her exceptions. I wonder if she likes industrial music, like noise music. That's a good question. Not. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, you know, people like things and then they rationalize why they like them. That's very true. Oh. Hating things and rationalizing hatred is a lot more fun. Though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Because there's always there's a moral component to it that's always yeah uh, ready to hand, you know. But I think um, I just hate like the fact that there's like it's a popular to hate Leonard Cohen is just gonna make me like him knowing that now. Which is why I'm spreading the notion that it's yeah. popular to hate him because I when I say popular to hate him I just mean it's popular to scoff at his. Uh, ornate kind of formalities, you know? Yeah. Like, it's popular to be like, he's trying too hard. It's, it's, po- it's a common thing to say that he's, like, trying too hard. But to scoff at anyone whose soul you recognize and whose pursuit you recognize to be pure is an absolute bankruptcy. I mean, you can't... Right, you, do yeah, you but, rec- they, 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 but, they, but, but the, what they do is they, they say, it's no, it's not pure, it's fake. It's... it's Fabricate it's you know that's, I mean, well that's a misunderstanding of his soul though well sure obviously we think you don't so. have to love it as art I mean you know that's another issue entirely well yeah, yeah respecting him I mean and and Polia was respectful of his intentions in her yeah. that thing too so she, she's not somebody who doesn't see it but I mean I think that it's just you know. I don't think people are even thinking that that deeply. A lot of people who dismiss anyone. It's popular to dismiss Hitchcock. It's popular to dismiss Lynch. All of them, Bob Dylan, popular to dismiss Bob Dylan. Very popular to dismiss. People think they're like... They think they're being such brilliant fucking uh, slices of cake. They're being the most... The the juiciest pomegranate in the bunch when they make some disparaging remark. It's just collage. Yeah, no shit, retard. All fucking movies are collages. Right, right. Oh, he's just referencing other Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I I just think that, like, at this point in time, when most things are so bad, then you should just shut the fuck up and like Tarantino. That's like... That's my view about everyone, including Norman Mailer. I mean, I was growing up, like, my intellectual upbringing trained me to not admire Norman Mailer. Yeah. And it's not that I, I've reversed, like, I haven't actively found, admired anything yet, because I haven't really read his, I'm starting to read his little things here and there, just to appreciate his personality, you know. And I was interested in his personality always, but my, I would never sit, stand here and shit on him. Yeah. Because, like, how can you do that when 
when when the landscape is as as it is. Like had, everyone uh, is a good thing to look up to. I so. had a real renaissance with Mailer too, like because I um my like personal literary leanings when I was getting into this shit were all like cyberpunk, you know, very affected postmodern stuff. Uh, Burroughs, William Gibson. Um, Ballard, Philip K. Dick, that kind of stuff. Um, They'll require taking off his bandana. Exactly. Um, And what got me back into him actually was that Matthew Barney movie. Matthew Barney did like an. Have you seen it? River Uh, of Fundament? River of Fundament? I've heard of the title. What's that? Is that in Brazil or not? No, it's most of it's like he shot it all here actually. Like a lot of it takes place in the East River, which he calls the River of Fundament. When was it made? I think it came out late, early 2010s, but it is the most recent one he did. And um, it's four parts. They're all insanely long. It's like huge production. I love him because he makes like he spends like 50 million dollars of who God knows who's money on making these like esoteric art stuff but every film starts with like the birth of Norman Mailer's soul so it's like this weird grotesque abject surrealist kind of like birth sequences Matthew Barney portrays Mailer in the first one Uh, Milton Graves great jazz drummer plays him in one I think Paul every movie starts with a a depiction of the birth of Norman Mailer yeah into the afterlife into the Oh, into yeah. the afterlife. And then there's like these really cool dinner sequences in which other like New York literary figures are like relaying memories about Norman, whether it's like Solomon Rushdie. That's um, cool. Yeah, it's fucking great. I, I, I had some, we had so much time these last two years, I burned through all of them. Jack sent them to me, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I have to, I've heard, I've heard him talk about River of Fundament. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. Have you seen any uh, Parajanov? Yeah. And where does that fit into any conversation that's happening? Parav Janov, I mean... Who's Armenian, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's the, remember somebody was saying in the group chat today, I don't know if you were on it, somebody was saying, well, why are there no gay Armenians in the public eye? Parav Janov. He's, 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 he's one. Yeah. But I mean, he's dead now for yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's an amazing artist. I feel like I've read about him recently. Like he did like a... There was some... Is he, is he around in the psyche of... There was some. Wasn't there some movie at Venice and shit that was about him or about his? Do you know him? Some Arajanov. He was a Soviet era. Yeah. Armenian artist and filmmaker. Considered Soviet artist. Oh, one of considered Soviet. Actually, one of my schnivelly art hot takes. Actually, even though I just said how much I hate those things, is um, we all have them. Yeah. Like I really like Tarkovsky conceptually. And think, like, visually, it's pretty amazing stuff, but I always get, like, very bored right. <laughs> watching his movie. I mean, that's just an honest yeah, yeah, yeah. reaction. I think I just like, I think I'm more into, like, for, you like... stomach Barney, but you can't stomach Tarkovsky? Yeah, because Barney's, like, so weird and, like, magical and, like, grandiose. And like, and like phallic or something. You can just see like yeah. this is a dude yeah. really letting his. That's that's why Tarkovsky's serious, man. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. trustworthy. That's he's true. A, he's trustworthy in what he's doing. He's not trying to give you the phallus. Yeah, that's what Matthew Barney is doing, though. It's definitely like all about his dick swagger. Did you ever see his graduate uh, thesis? Barney's? 
No, I think the earliest thing I saw was pre-master. He, uh, his graduate thesis at Yale is a video of him like in a gym and there's these frozen Vaseline dildos like on the ceiling and on the wall and he is like being a professional climber and like penetrating himself with them. <laughs> like uh, it's like some acrobatic like and penetrative he's, And he's, he's showing off his, his whole physique. skills? Or his well, well, and his whole skills. Oh. Yeah, a lot of his work is just about like his own strength. Like, because he was like the quarterback of Yale and he's like in really good like you know, hiking shape or something. Most of the films are like self-worship of his own sort of like physical skill. Sounds hot. Yeah, you would love it. So I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, and he. I know he fucks a lot of girls, so I hear. Oh, so he's just like literally he was showing uh, off his whole skills as a just as a. Yeah, yeah, as a way to get as a laid. Log, as a whatever they. Is that what's but he's like really. That's even better. And he loves like um, he used to put on parties at his studio in Long Island City where he'd have like like uh, death and black metal bands playing. He's really into metal and shit. Right. Yeah. But uh, he was married to Bjork. Married. And they got divorced probably because he was fucking around so much. And also being married to Bjork, he'd probably wake up one day and was are like, this was a fucking mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old is he? Matthew Barney probably got to be 40. Uh, 50s. Yeah, 50s. 50s. Adam has a very keen uh, uh, detector for people who are artists who are quote-unquote feds. I remember there was this one thread where like every single name thrown at you, you're like, fed, that's a fed, that's yeah, a fed. That's that a was a fun one. Meaning like, their, meaning like their careers were somehow, I mean, uh, define fed in the context of like these of yeah, the artists. Yeah, it was more like general psyop, whether there was by accident or that they were actually like recruited into some uh, intelligence agency. And the point of the thread was to show how art can pretty much be bent to any kind of ideology if you really wanted to. So I don't I don't exist in the world in which you met. Yeah. So when you say PSYOP, do you, it, are you literally saying someone commissioned or as you were also saying, like you can accidentally fall yeah, in line but, with... You know, like right. I do think there were artists who actually had intelligence ties for sure, especially like abstract expressionist painters. Burroughs, I knew, had some weird contacts when he was overseas. Um, and how were, and they were effective in what way? In, um, in what agenda? I, don't, I think the effectiveness is a separate topic. Yeah. It's more like what they were thinking that they were going to do. Well, abstract agenda, yeah. expressionism, though, it was very specific, which was to show um, that American liberalism gave birth, look at how free this work is compared to Soviet art, which is rigid and constructivist. Okay, right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, mostly I was just having some fun with that thread. I forgot about that right. one. I was like, for four days, I well, was you threw like, you threw a system of a down in the, in the Fed territory as yeah, well. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Which was interesting. I mean, I, that's the thing, though. I had no idea what I was saying. I was just like, it was Sorry, just doing, like, fiction. No, I know. I mean, yeah. it was just, a, it was a fun thread. But like, well, and another, th I mean, in the 50s and 60s, like the common, you know, the way the Paris Review being a CIA outlet uh, funded uh, big time and only existed because of the CIA. Many others, the point was to show how America's I liberal... I get that. What I'm grappling with being an outsider 
is looking into smart guys like you who have developed a language over the last five years that connects to conversations of conspiracy, psyops, yeah. uh, globalist elite, etc., etc. And it's often stated in a, in, in, with a flair of art to it, kind of, and kind of a, there's a provocative tone. So what I'm trying to figure out is to what extent, in the clarity of your own sober, like private lives, you guys are subscribing to. Are you see, have you have you begun to see things, or is this essentially? Oh, I definitely see things. Yeah. Yeah, like the art art world itself is a propaganda mill. So is literature, especially now. I mean, look at the top 50... Well, it's so, not even disguised now. It's never it's not, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, like top 100 books of the year from Time this year. Right. I was going down the list trying to find anything right. I might have an interest in reading. Right. Half the fucking names are, like, made-up fucking African names and shit. But is this because the cabal has formed naturally, or it's been directed by a, a specific... I think both. I think what happens is these tendencies emerge typically in like small cultural spheres whether it's academia art literature and then people see that it's useful to them somehow so they go sort of run wild with it that's not crazy every book in the Strand bookstore I I, I see that I mean it's easy to see once you just see like even like yeah it's it's easiest to see at the mild at the at the kind of convenient level of like what movies are suddenly in every single film festival and what movies are not like yeah how is it that there's 10 Syria documentaries in every film festival for the last 10 years every single la- or, and then of course it became trans at some point became this became that yeah. where it's and like you can even see it who's not being who's not getting as much shine who's not getting anymore. I mean like Lars von Trier used to be the toast of Cannes for years then ever since he made the Nazi comments they used that as a reason to not invite him back ever again like uh, people who like push back on certain things do receive blowback I mean I'm sure even here like a lot of these people are my friends but I'm sure a lot of them uh, whisper about me as you know I'm just like the affable crypto fascist that they tolerate to but are the people who are the people at Cannes who no longer invite Lars von Trier are they powerful global strategists or they're ultimate cowards cowards right yeah well they're the they're not the but that's how ideology works right it right, reverberates right, right. downwards and back upwards who's at the top of that at the absolute top of it Bill Gates I don't know oh, right. but like probably some people like that you know right Bill Gates I mean like okay here's a cool thing I read recently that in, after gay marriage was legalized and before there was even a pause of like, oh, this is good, you know, good stuff. Um, Soros, knowing full well, because at this point, even Republican voters were like, oh, whatever, I salute, do your fucking thing. But um, Soros then funneled over $2 billion into the pro-transgender movement because he knew that a divisive issue like that is good for business at the end of the day. Well, yeah, the, gay, the, the all the LGBT like organizations lost their entire business model when gay marriage got legal. But yeah. Something had to replace it. Yeah. They aren't, aren't about to learn how to clean toilets. Yeah. How is it good for his business? 
Fuck if I know, man. I just think like people constantly bickering over an issue that can never really be resolved allows the most powerful forces to sort of I guess, fade yeah. into the background. I guess the long, uh, long run conspiracy is that he's like betting against the American dollar, so he just wants to like oh, the uh, or even just like like a right wing conspiracy theorist would say Soros is uh, trying to get the American empire to collapse to profit off of it. Yeah, so, another crisis in the mode yeah. of production. So I'm more in that, so, so, so like when it comes to something like this, I'm just, I, all I need is the, the most mundane level explanation, which is that all of these organizations that are basically his organizations, you know, and the, let's say in the gay sphere, uh, suddenly have nothing else to do, and there's this naturally occurring, you know, create a mo create more demand by moving the goalposts. Yeah, and, uh, moving. You have to find something. Like they're not just going to close up shop. Yeah. So I don't even know if it's like, you know, I, I I don't know what that initial impulse is other than to survive in that format. Yeah. And so the you have to look at the format. But all the stuff that you're saying is still one pretty big step removed from like what Alex Jones, his, the framework of his approach, or, or would you say no, it is that framework? I think both. I mean, I think he misses the point on a lot of stuff, but... He's also being intentionally exaggerated. Yeah. No, no, but when, but, but, people but when Anna was pushing him very nicely, like, and really getting to the root of it, you know, he does own up to ultimately his framework yeah, of, he does. of master planning decline of Western the end of man, the end of woman, the end of humanity, that this yeah. has all been written, that this has all been actively and consciously being worked toward. Yeah. That's not he's being very serious and Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean and and when you look at it that way, it does it comports with lots of different interpretations of what's happening. I mean not just like civil part of the exhibition. Very kind of like 
It's like symbolist painting. No, he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I'll check, check out this. Yeah, Cedric Chisholm. Screw and ODB never really collaborated, right? What's that? Screw and ODB never really collaborated, right? This is no, that came about because I saw that the month uh, Dirty, uh, DJ Screw 5 was also the same month. Are you recording a show right now? Uh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. it's all, you know, all immersive. Alright, where? So I was like, yeah. what if when he left, How's he... He might, you know, I might be an eyewitness or something, <laughs> you know? They started a tour. That, that's why it's convenient for to have kind of a difficult name. You know, if the eyewitness is needed, yeah. odds of failure higher. Sounds like my dream show. Yeah, no, it's kind of failure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually had tickets yeah, in 1997 for huh? I was, I'm trying to figure out a uh, store this book, but I was damaging it. It's hard to do that with books. Like yeah. I've always find my pockets just too short. Yeah, it's literally like the exact size. I know it's gonna trash the edges of the book. They should do that. Yeah. There should be a jacket made for a book for literary-minded people. Absolutely. It's right pocket. You see the inner pocket so wide enough? Yeah. yeah. You can burn through this book, though. I'm telling you. My friend read it in one morning. Nice. Yeah. I um listened to the reading or it was like an interview or reading like from Montez. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Dash No or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I read at Montez. I read um, from the Darby Crash chapter. You're thinking about the book interview with my publisher. That was with my publisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is different. Yeah, I did. Wait, how many I did two different things. Fucking crazy. Yeah, two different like promotional events. I'm literally borderline about to take a hiatus, man. I'm like about to go on vacation hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've been chilling a little bit, like as far as like writing, but I got back into it this week because I'm working on a novel now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like theory fiction or like. Um, it'll be it'll be more of a standard novel than this one. Yeah. But um, one thing that I'll do, I think, forever is fictionalize real people. That'll be like a consistent trope because that shit's fun. Yeah. You know? Gatsby. How was my Oh, oh. Romana have you class? been to Basel? Michelle was down there working, but I had to. I had to plan this event. Dude, it was. It's a, It's so fucking crazy. It's like not not all good, not all bad, but it's like. All right, imagine like it's like a casino, like the like our Basel affair is like a casino, and it's just a bunch of old rich people, and they're just like walking around like zombies and shit. And then, like, all of a sudden, people just start handing out champagne and shit, like, <laughs> early in the morning, something like, get through it. Yeah. And then, like, it's, like, ten people text you to different parties. You try to go to the first joint, it's, like, slammed. Second joint, slammed. Third joint, slammed. Like, all the fucking parties are slammed. Like, you go, you, you go from party to party to, like, 5 a.m., get back, hungover, next day, start recovering at 5, more people text you about parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, yeah, like, yeah. you're just stuck in this loop of, like, getting hungover. Like, like parties are too slammed. You're like delirium style. When I say slammed, you mean like they're too crowded? I mean like fucking like just like so fucking packed that like you couldn't like squeeze like a like a subway from Miami to Brooklyn at like 4 p.m. Like just like congested. Wow. And there's like just like lines around the corner. They bouncers straight up ignoring people. Like you just show up with like Alicia Keys or like Nah, you're not getting in. <laughs> Like, it's crazy, yeah. It was, and it was, that shit was funny, too. Yeah, Michelle like, didn't have any fun, because she was just getting worked so hard. 
Yeah. She was there as a publicist. See, this is the thing. I don't think too many people have fun. It's a weird thing about it. Because like, like even the, the dealers weren't having that much. They were like, they have to work. <laughs> So even if they were like fucked up and hung over, the next day they were just like burying their head on the like table, like I had to sell this art, like two or going on two hours of sleep. That yeah. shit was gnarly. Like I tried to get drugs in Miami. I thought I was gonna die. I thought I was gonna freaking dive at this dude. It was like dude was like Starface. It was like meet me in this fucking park behind the pond. Like I'm like there's like nobody around for like about a mile and a half. I mean, this guy's gonna smoke me. Like, I was, <laughs> oh, Miami's kind of fucking crazy, that dude. Shit was I got engaged down there, yeah. and as soon as after I proposed, it was on the beach, you know, like all romantic style. As soon as she was like, yes, yes, we saw some guy shooting up on the stone wall in the sand dude. over there. It was like the first image I had as yeah. an engaged person. Yeah. Great. Perfect for you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, Miami's got, like, bugged out druggies. Like, they're really, like... It's so crazy. Yeah, they get on the vanguard of new drugs and stuff, right? Like, I remember 20 years ago. Bath salts and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yo, I got solicitors for drugs every block, and it was, like, it wasn't even, like, weed. It was, like, crazy shit. What were you doing? Um, like... Like, dude tried to sell me some fucking like, coke, heroin. Um, what was the other shit? What's the other shit with ketamine? I'm like off the street. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, they're just trying to sell me fentanyl, straight up. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, dude. I was Actually, like, I'm so glad yeah. I gave up opiates when I did because I could still, at the time that I quit, you could still get like good heroin yeah. that didn't kill you upon injection. I got fucking shook. I saw that video of that cop who like whipped the bag and just fucking died for a second. And it's like jabbing through the, I'm like, I'm like, is that bad? This yeah, crazy. it's way too potent. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you know what I'm talking about? I heard about this thing where a cop died. This shit looks so gnarly. He literally like opens a ba- bag and takes a whiff. And, and he just dies. Pass, no, he doesn't. Oh, he does Well, like medic, like, they have to like, they have to revive him. Oh, okay. Like, okay. but he's gone. Like, he literally, you just you see it from his point of view, and he just looks into the bag and it just, like, like DMT? Huh? DMT? It was like, um, I think it was oh, like, okay. it was cocaine laced fentanyl. I mean, fentanyl laced cocaine, but more like cocaine laced fentanyl. Because he like took a whip and just like passed out, and he used to, and then it goes, um, <coughs> it goes dark for like a, like a couple seconds, and you see it from the other dude's perspective, he's standing over him and flashing in the eye with, with lights, and the guy is like, eyes rolled back, back of his head, and he like jabs him with the, uh, this shit called the, the revival kit thing. Okay. It starts like doing CPR and shit, and then they have to bring him to the hospital. And he goes back and like fucking like 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 um, like passes out again. And they have to revive him a second time on on the way to the hospital, and they finally get him like on the yeah. They, this shit was crazy. On one with one taste with or whatever taste with. It looks so nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's crazy. I mean. You hear about you hear about accidental yeah, shit going on all the time. Might be Not yet, but it should be soon. Okay. You know, that fucking store over here is a nightmare. Yeah, that one. They googled me and saw my support for written Oh my god. It's insane. Like, yeah, I mean, but it was like, what? What bookstore is this? What's the name again? Eon. They like, it's like a. It's like, oh, is it I O N? A E O N. Like Eon. Yeah. Safety propaganda. Yeah. 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 
Oh no, it's his show. We're doing uh, his yeah. thing right now. Oh, you got a. Po- yeah, this yeah. is the podcast crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, you guys use Twitter, man. I'm out. Freak me out. Yeah, Cedric avoids Twitter like the plague. Nice to meet you, Spider-Man. Yeah. No, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's kind of hilarious, but it's also kind of crazy. Like, I've only been doing it for about a year. Yeah. It's quite wild. It's fun, though. You meet people you never knew, you never thought existed. Yo, that's my main thing, because I, I listen to... Um, there's some horror podcasts. Um, yeah, the one you told me about. I listen to that shit and this uh, other joint. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And I Google it, I'm like, this is, a, this is real? Whole new universe. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like this, though. I like, know like, half the people here, you know? like 2022 will probably be the last year that I do the pod, I think. What, isn't that bread and butter? <laughs> it can be, but I think you want to. You don't want to like. Now uh, that I'm getting books out there and stuff, and yeah. it takes up a lot of fucking time to do both. How the oh how the book do anyway? So well, like That's way fucking, fucking better than I thought it would. It already sold out the first two print editions. That's it's fucking sick. Third again. edition yeah. coming. Third yeah, printed. Third, 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 yeah, third. That's sick. Yeah, edition. Third times a charm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going I know that. I just saw someone I recognize. I have one. Actually, I have one that was just show because I could tell them. Hey, CJ. You're not? I'm Sven. Oh, I thought get the handshake. Sven, are you on the podcast? Sven. No, he's a painter. You're a painter? Nice. The same. Sorry, what did you say your name was? Sven. Sven? Sven. Sven. Like a Swedish name. Oh, Sven. Okay. It's like seven, but with one name. Sven. That's me, Cedric. He's a podcaster of the camp. Aren't you? As artists are coming to be known. Adam Lance, safe propaganda. What's going on? Oh, cool. What? What do you guys like to do? Want to get a drink after this? It's a weird thing. Um, yeah, I was thinking of going to Louisa's. Maybe. Do you ever run here? Available at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, all the places. Is it really? Yeah, but not Amazon for some reason. No, it is on Amazon. It's on Amazon now. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's already some used copies on there actually. Yeah, (laughs) damn, really? People don't like, don't waste them. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't, I'm in how a, profitable can you be so much? I'm like, not, I have a I fucking ton, and I'm like, I keep them all. Yeah. It's just like I think it's just a matter of like you don't want to keep. You just like want I think I gave them no books in your house because it, you, it's like 25 cent. Pro- like, what do you get for a loose book? I mean, I'm just thinking about the labor involved. Like, all right. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta pack it. That's gonna take like all for 50 half an hour at least. If you're good at pack, it's going to take half an hour. Then you got to, like, ship it. Yeah. You don't make any money from that. No. No, that really cuts into your 50-cent profit, like, all that effort. Well, it's, like, the cardboard, the bubble wrap. If you're, like, it's going to be sick next year, though, when I start getting royalties, because now the company has been recouped in its expenses. Nice. Which means now I get 50%. Nice. 
the royalty phase where you get checks in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you yeah. find them? They found me. They found you. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. They, um, it was after all that shit went down and I lost all those gigs. That's the fucking best thing that happened to you. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It was. But I think it's that's how hilarious. it works a lot. It's because you get free to say what you really want. You know? Um, and you worry less. What were the gigs that you lost in What kind of writing? It was right? The Quietest, and then Art Review, and a blog called Filthy Dreams. Filthy Dreams. Oh, you got canceled from Filthy Dreams? They just like stopped taking my emails. But they were like nice, you know? They yeah. just like kind of. They didn't say anything shitty to me, they just kind of. Isn't the lady who runs run that like kind of wild too, though? Like, she's got. Yeah. Yeah, I'm popping in this car. Nice to see you. I'll see you soon. Happy holidays. That's good. Nice to meet you. All right, I'll text you. Okay, cool, yeah. We'll be at Paul's later. We're going to be at Paul's. All right, we're scared. Not our palace. Um, Rally gets this, like, table at Paul's Casablanca. Oh, hell yeah. And it just, you ever been there? Yeah, shit goes to, like, five. I, mean, I think the fucking first time I went, I felt like I was going to die. I was, like, I had, like, some, like, um, mushroom, like, cookies or whatever, and then, like, I just kept pounding back tequila. Went home and, like, it's like the sun was fucking out. Like, that sounds we, good. It was fine. I didn't think I was going to party again, but you want to do that later on. Like. Possibly. I mean, I got to go to Providence. Oh. Yeah. And I got to do some kids' podcast tomorrow. Who's podcast? Oh. Um, his name is uh, Matthew... What's the name of the podcast? I don't even know. I'm just wondering if I know what it is. I just like, I, I always, I don't know. Oh, it's a whatever. I'm a, I'm a genteel fellow, you know. Yeah, not a Gentile one, though. No, no, not I'm at a all. genteel Jew. Genteel Jew. I mean, you grew up in Providence or here? No, my dad split to Providence when uh, he left my mom with his hua. <laughs> uh, but we grew up on Cape Cod. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, you're like hardcore northeastern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in Arizona for a while. What, what part of your life did you live there? Tucson. I got my uh, undergraduate degree there in photojournalism, oddly enough. Wait, what? I thought you got like a heart degree or something. No, I got MFA later on at NYU. Is that like uh, writing or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, did you study with um, Ann Carson at NYU? Because um, you know, a friend of mine got a degree of poetry. Yeah, I've never had any classes with her, but that was there, yeah. 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 I was in the um, Critical Rape Portage program. Critical what? Critical Rape Portage. Oh. What's that? Like, Reported? new journalism kind of stuff. It's total bullshit degree. Yeah. Waste of time. But, you know, it got me to New York anyways. Yeah. Critical Rape Portage. They give you money? No. Yeah, I spent yeah. a fucking assload to go there. Yeah. Assload of money. I had a lot of money to go to NYU. I mean, sorry, University of Arizona. Which was a good time. Oh, you went to Arizona? In Tucson, yeah. I lived in Tucson for four years. Picked up a drug. That's where I picked up a drug problem. It feels like everyone there has it. I, can't, I had in already Tucson. messed around on Cape. Cod with uh, Oxys, but when I got to Tucson, Oxys were $35, they were 80 in Massachusetts, and I'd be like, damn, son, I can just get two at a time right. now. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know that mentality. That's, so I picked That's up fucking a, like, dark. Yeah. 
a really bad habit, but then heroin, it was black tar. Were you with somebody or were you, were you single? I, I had girlfriends, but um, actually the person who got me really into it, I mentioned her loosely at the end of the yeah. book. Her name was Mary Lopez. Yeah. She was um, beautiful, uh, dark hair, gigantic natural tits like still yeah. today this day the biggest I've ever seen but like a washboard stomach yeah. but she was a fucking mess oh, like no. daily user but honestly I can't like blame her because I was already using so heavy when I met her yeah. that she just seemed like a, an excuse for me to do she alive to do. or we haven't talked I saw her once a year after we broke up she visited me she visited you or? yep yeah. and she seemed better but I don't know about that yeah. since then Mary Lopez. Mary Lopez. If you're listening. One time I meant to text my friend. To, I had um, fucked her in the ass for the first time. Right. So Your friend moment. or is Mary Lopez? It's Mary Lopez. Okay. But I meant to text my friend about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I texted it to her, like, absentmindedly. And she was like, who the fuck was this supposed to go to? Autofiction or... I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just like one of my notes, holding man. my style, yeah. right? No, at the time, I had no idea what I was gonna do. You know, I had a, I had many vocations before I landed on figuring out what I'm gonna. This good is like self-reflection. So we're gonna talk about this thing that happened. So I said to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't know, man. I'm not even get out of that. No, she was pissed. Yeah, I bet. She was fucking pissed. You were just like gonna boast about it, or were you getting just in like graphic boast detail? About it. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I fucked her in the ass. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> that's as far as yeah. I feel like dudes go in terms of talking about, whereas women, they all describe how big the dicks are of yeah. every single guy to each other. Yeah. They all compare notes. They'll talk about. They'll talk about every embarrassing detail about their their, about their men to other women. Guys don't. I, mean, I, I don't. There's very little detail. When, you know, they'll be like, they'll complain. They'll say like, oh, I remember yeah. this girl that was on my track team. She was a year older than me. She was a beautiful girl and sweet. Everybody liked her. I was absolutely in love with her. But there was this rumor that some older guys had started that she had uh, very flappy pussy lips. Like, um, like they talked to you. Yeah, it was just like one of those rumors. But her and I actually... Her and I... You out of here? It might be. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what the move is. You want to go... Grab a drink? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Where do you want to go? We can go. I don't know, let's see what's open over here. Yeah, let's do it. Then she. Okay, so then her and I actually got interested in one another. Uh, right. And I was psyched, but it was always in the back of my mind these yeah, days. There, you know? there might have been a castanet situation down there. <laughs> yeah. And when we finally had sex for the first time, the rumors turned out to be like sort of true, but not true in like the extremely uh, grotesque way that, okay. that they were exact. They were embarrassed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I still kind of felt um, Maybe. shitty that people were talking about her like that. Right. And who knows? You know, it could have been psychosomatic at that point. In terms yeah. Of you feeling flappy. <laughs> Once yes. it's in your head, like eighty yeah. percent of it is real. Wait, what? Well, I'm like I'm saying, could have been psychosomatic when you hear about somebody having flappy uh, pussy lips. 
from everybody. It may actually become fluffy. It may just become fluffy. Yeah. That's how you'll experience it. No, I mean, it's real about a lot of other things. Why wouldn't it be real about that? (laughs) Like you're. No, I mean, like flappy pussy. I didn't know that was. Oh, you didn't know flappy pussy. Definitely, it's real. What does it even mean? Like it's like they hang out a little bit. Because watch, sometimes you watch porn, and obviously most of those girls just have like diamond catcher, like perfect pussies. But then you get like an they amateur get, once in a while, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like some kind of weird flower. That's yeah, like yeah, exactly. Eating a beating a fly. Dude, porn is crazy and so toxic now. It's like, I don't know. There's something about the way. The girls are all like 18 years old and they're all flawlessly beautiful but with like a very relatable girl next door kind of look. Yeah. And it even collapses the distance between reality and fiction more because like old porn, it was so kind of obviously fantasy. But now it's like made to make you parasocially obsessed with the performers or something. Really? I mean, I haven't. I mean, they have followers. Yeah, for sure. Then they have OnlyFans. They have, like they have yeah. OnlyFans, yeah. where that's where they make their big money. Probably. Oh, you know, um, what's her fucking name? Uh, white lady who pretends to be black in the Bronx or something. Dolezal? She has OnlyFans. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's gnarly, but like, yeah. Does she? What does she do on there? Does she like? I, I, I wasn't do willing to give her poetry. Money. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know, man. I just know that she had the account. I, I found out yesterday. Man. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that most of these, like, most of the celebrities—not that she's a celebrity—but that's kind of that is why I she mean, did she it. Kind of bit. She's she is a celebrity. She is a celebrity. Most celebrities who do OnlyFans, from what I understand, because I'm definitely not paying to find out, yeah. is like the most vanilla. They just like show you a side of their nipple and talk to the camera type of deal. Like it's both. That's what I think the... I mean, Adam, maybe you know this better as a... I've actually never signed up for an OnlyFans program. That's what I hear. I mean, yeah. That's what I hear about, especially about... There's, like, so much porn available for free. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, quite available. I definitely have, like, a few girls that I, like, you know, I repeat view or whatever. Right. Savannah 6. Savannah 6. Emily Willis. Venus Sky, that's probably my top Holy three. Right? All right, like, let's know. Let's find shit. them out. You know, we need to know who these people are. Uh, Venus Sky. Just so we protect like, them. Venus Sky is this, like, uh, Asian girl. She's an absolute beauty. She does tons of anal, and it, like, makes no sense because she's so, like, small and compact. But maybe There's she's... a market for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. She, yeah. She, whoever is managing her career knows what they're doing. <laughs> she, level. she has a good manager. Got it. Or you'll see in a, a year or two. But then there are people. Are the, is that really the case? Because I feel like Jenna Jameson is going into her fifties. Yeah, but she's like the rarest of the rare. Like made it, made right, it really right. work for herself. So. Yeah, of course I'm not. The vast majority of porn girls, I'd say, have careers that last long, no longer than two or three years. I assume it's pretty hard to get regular work after that, even in this day and age. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends, I'm sure, what kind of work. Yeah, I change your name. And I feel like... Well, I feel like, you know what, it's probably easy. It's probably just easier in this day and age, not not only because of the... the the less... the, the, the minimal taboo factor, but also just because there's no... There's no guarantee that any porn actress is like 
going to be seen by everyone, you know? There's totally, so many. Totally. It's such saturated world. It is. They have, like... There's like a it's also the worst kind of rankings on Pornhub. It's also the worst kind of attention span. It goes against, like... I'm not surprised you know the names, to be real. And sometimes, like, I... This happens to me all the time. Like, I'll see a girl and try to go back and, like, search her on the Pornhub tab bar later, but I can't remember her name. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you get, like, they also, have a, they also have the same fucking names over and over <laughs> yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. So, like, Eva Marie... Savannah six. Oh, you mean a taco bar? Are we in LES right now? Like, we're in Chinatown. Okay. Chop shop. Yeah. Oh, it's a barber shop, and it's open at this hour. The hour being eight o'clock. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of guys in there. You just have to show an image everywhere else. I mean, being outside was novel early, Rona, but I'm just over it. I feel like, like a kid, man. For the whole thing. Like a teenager. Hey, guys. How are you doing, man? Uh, Should I get a Moscow meal? Yeah, guys, come to those vaccinations. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Cool. What's everyone else drinking today? Uh, can I get that all day? Yeah. Or, no, the goose? The goose, sure. Yeah, the goose. How about you guys? Let me take a look. Um, what kind of vodka do you have? Uh, I'll take a I'll take a gray goose double like, on yeah, ice. Like okay. Something happened last with the flu season. They like leveled up. Oh, for sure. I was like, it was crazy. I, I got was, this weird twenty-four hour flu like two months ago, where I was like hammered for the day. Got sick at night, but it was like that weird synthetic kind of pleasurable sickness where you get like leveled, but you just watch movies. Yeah, it's sort of like, like fragments of images of the movies or whatever. Yeah, I was watching Curse and Enthusiasm, I was just watching it. Yeah. Like, early episodes of shit is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very oh, loud. Yeah. Oh, the What's early stuff. Amazing. Early shit is wild. I just watched this amazing movie during that sickness. Actually. What is the purpose of this machine? Um, Whatever. Like a lot on the other Alex, side. Have you ever heard of uh, the novel The Painted Bird? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alec, in your order? Uh, I'll have a... Um, a bourbon of some kind. Somebody sitting here? No? You say cummer? A bourbon of some kind? I'll just get Oh, let me get this. Let me get this. I'll just do like, I'll do, I'll try Makers 46. Okay. Uh, no, uh, neat. Neat. Thanks. Have you ever taken a $2 shit before? You can come here. $2 Yeah, well, I mean, if you're coming here and you're not ordering a drink and you need to use the bathroom to shit. They should pay you two dollars to go down there. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I wish I wish other places had that. To be honest. No, me too. Me too. Totally do it. Like, I've never seen that before. It's actually nice. Like you don't have to awkwardly go in a place. Oh yeah, it's, sure. Uh, it's, uh, like, nothing. Criminal, like, all the shit that New York 
spends on, and they don't have like any public. Right. It used to be. It used to be Starbucks was considered the public restaurant. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of like I remember in 2008. It still kind of is, but there's all these junkies shooting up. That's yeah, been, I think. There's a curb, curb, episode, curb episode about no. There's like an attendant, a parking lot attendant who needs to go take a piss, and and Larry's like, "How much would you pay me to? Like, I'll take your spot. You go take the piss and pay me five bucks." So remember, Larry figures out a way to make money by subbing in. So the the, the yeah, the, I love his like he, Jewish miserly schemes yeah, on the show. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like the, the show is so the no, guy. He's like you know he's like borderline. Right? Right? He plays yeah. himself. He's borderline a billionaire. He's already made signs. He has like a solid billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already made signs though. Ace though, no, like, I need to find guy. my shoes. I'm like, dude, just get some right, more fucking music. Like, so neurotic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. from the car, like, he's pulling out of... Maybe it is the new stand guy. I thought, yeah, I thought it was... It became the whole thing. Something else. He didn't have money for the parking lot attendant. So, he let him go. And then he tried to give the money back for her, she was there. So, he gave it to the other guy. Now, wasn't that... Wasn't that into Seinfeld as a kid? I watched the episode of that, but I started getting into it again as an adult, like recently. Like, um, it's just something about like like Jerry's affect where he's like, like, oh, that's too bad. It's just like a horrible narcissist, Jewish New Yorker. It's just like like fucking like an episode where like a firefighter like fucking like like try to like save somebody and like. All this dramatic shit happens, and he's like looking out the window. He's like, "Oh, that's too bad." Oh. And he just like throws the window down. He's like, "So anyway." Oh, speaking of show business, we were talking about Broadway shutting down earlier. Is it going to? Wait, Broad so. like the theater? Yeah, and the reason I know uh, this is because, and I'm gonna for your listeners, I'm gonna reveal the most <coughs> embarrassing biographical tidbit about myself. My dad's brother. My Uncle Josh is married to Jeffrey Seller, who is the producer of Rent, Avenue Q, and Hamilton. How is that embarrassing? No much money. How is that, that fucking embarrassing? I mean, dude, like, dude, you take me on the boat. Are you kidding me? It's just like if it had left it at Avenue Q, I'd be fine with oh, it. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, but like, I mean, yeah, they're all trash, but like, nonetheless, <laughs> man, you know, I'm like, got fucking boats for days. Like, Dude, oh my god, but you know, yes, of course, they have tons Brent of Ann money. Brent Hamilton, he's got fucking dope. But when my grandparents died, and, uh, okay, so my dad had run my grand my grandfather's company for now 30 years, mm-hmm. but Josh was still 40% owner, and we always assumed that the split in the will would be Josh gets all like liquid assets, yeah. which is like he's entitled to. It's his parents do, yeah. and my dad would get the company. Instead, my uncle Josh juked it in a way when my grandmother was sick that he got all the liquid assets and half the company. Oh, so my so dad had to buy out his brother, who's married to the fucking richest That's guy on Broadway. Fucking ruthless. <laughs> yeah. <That is> ruthless. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should watch Succession. I know. That I know, is right? ruthless. Succession was really good in that season finale, by the way. Oh, Boy, actually, ha- uh, has I the season finale you. already aired? Yeah. Okay, don't spoil. Not, oh, don't my spoil. God. You haven't watched it? All right, it, it's like. I mean, we, you can talk about it. I, honestly, I. No, can. I mean, no, no spoilers. Logan Roy. I like the last ten minutes of that episode. Left my ass off. He just. You can tell he just loved playing that scene. 
Can you just like so over the top in this performance? I fucking hate you. Yeah. He's like, he's like, like, what do you think? No, so he's he like, beat him. He's I, that he beat him. I, I mean, dude, he always there's no okay. plot twist. That's a, TV we can talk. All right, yeah. so there's we can no, talk about it. I don't give a right. shit. I think that's a, basically a generational critique that they're making. That what oh, he has. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like what he has. It's just something that our generation, like millennials, just don't. Even if they're talented, even if they know how business works, the killer instinct is specific to like. Well, it's, all, it's not also just that. It's also like he's not American. He like, immigrated to the U.S. or he immigrated to like Canada then to the U.S. Yeah, but he's self-made. And he's oh, he's not. Super, a, he's yeah. completely self-made. I didn't realize it was a fact of the show that he's not American. No, he's he's, he's uh, British. Okay, he's like Irish. The character. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah he's Scott, I know the actor. Scottish. Yeah. I know the actor is British, but I yeah. didn't know that the act the character is. Yeah, yeah. He's Scottish. He immigrates to Canada. He gets, he gets his ass, and then he like he gets his ass beaten by his uh, uncle as a child, yeah. playing these scars and shit. Then he goes to Canada with his brother. He starts Waystar, but then they have a split because it's evil because of the news company. Yeah. And he goes to the U.S. Okay. Yeah, and his brother's like a. Socialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yo, actually, this, this is the thing about season three I love. You forget that certain people are, are really annoying or obnoxious because you don't see much of them or you yeah. see them in the worst position. Like, you forget that Kendall was like, well, just the pure fake cringe. woke stuff he was doing was so annoying. Because, like, what, what do you what, mean? It's, it's like literally, like, what it, it literally, it's a pure. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Like, but that's what it always is. They were like, I think they were actually trying to mirror Murdoch's son. Who in the press is very pro yeah. certain causes, but at the end of the day, he's still cashing checks. So from you know, you know what's really interesting because um, that that um, New Yorker piece that was written about him. Yeah, I read. So it. he's going to leave maybe for a succession for about a year. So it's going to be a long time till we get the fourth season. But he's going to go on the show that's produced by Rupert Murdoch's daughter, which is going to be interesting to be like. Yeah, who's that? Who's going to leave? Jeremy uh, Strong. Who's Jeremy playing which character? Uh, Kendall Royce. Kendall There oh, was okay. this crazy so, New Yorker profile on him. We know he's not going to be in the next season. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe. Um, he's been rehabbed the whole season. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's but what it probably is going to be. There, yeah. There's a scene where he's like, he's like, it's so interesting because at the start, they, they try to like basically force him off, off the board because for once the siblings unite, they're like, you yeah. fuck us over our inheritance. They try to force him off the board because their mom had a stipulation in the divorce settlement. They go to him, and he's like, he's all jovial. He's like, well, this is the proper time to sell the company, da da. And they're like, yeah, 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 but like, we want to be in on this. And then he's, and then he's like, no, why don't you like go out the room? I don't want to talk. He tries to divide and conquer. Yeah, I've seen those yeah. first episodes. Yeah. I'm up, I'm, I'm yeah. literally up to like the last two I have. Oh no, there's literally, and then he literally, he goes full hostile. He's like, he gets he's his like, nuts. He's, he's like, go on, fuck off. Yeah. I've got you beat. You fucking moron. Yeah. I was like, God, like the way he said it. And it is so funny, funny because when you watch the show after a while, you realize that his kids really are total nuisances to him. He's and so bewildered. He's yeah, always yeah, like, yeah. I mean, at the same time, like every action he's ever committed is to secure his legacy for his. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. My my friend's actually sitting there. Is that is not? No, no, he's not. He's got the, he's got okay, that's yeah. Um, but what? he. Um, but he also, like, he no, he just doesn't think his kids have it. He just doesn't think they they have what it takes. And they kind of prove over and over that they don't. He is, it's interesting, because I think he lost faith because having another kid. 
Yeah, which is like... Well, it's the, the best scene of the season so far to me was... We're still talking about Succession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen an episode. Oh, he hasn't seen a single episode, yeah. No, but the, but just generally. It's Shakespearean, it's black comedy, it's like... Yeah, yeah I see everything except this season. Yeah. So I'll binge watch it. I, I, NBU. I have Dasha in it. She's good. Yeah. She's good. It, it, uh, she's I no. She looks charismatic. She looks pretty. She's got the question. Most of the other actors are like regular looking people though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like good actors. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's true. I don't buy the, I don't buy Greg and uh, what's her name? Humphrey. Humphrey. I don't buy that connect. No, it would never go down. Very hard, but that was kind of the point. I yeah. think that like anyone in the orbit of this kind of power ends up getting a shine to them that they just don't have, even if you're also ran like Greg. Yeah. I mean, we're Greg's talking like the highest levers of power and influence. Yeah, Greg Well, he, no, it's just it's just going to Greenpeace. Never mind. And I like I like Tom's my favorite character because he's Dude, like consistently. Tom. He's probably the guy who is. Wait, 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 wait. We gotta at least that was that was crown jewel. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that was that. crazy. I'm just saying character Dude, analysis. I like the fact that he's like. There's a big reveal with Tom. Oh yeah. Dude, he's fucking oh, yeah. he's fucking Michael Corleone. Yeah. That's the big reveal. Wait, is Tom the one who's married to Shiv? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, it's they seem to be building him up for something. It's literally a godfather ending. Like, see, like they literally, they literally, like, do a... If, 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 I, I, like, noticed it immediately, but, like, the dynamics are exactly the same in the, in the last few shots. He's fucking Michael Corleone. Like, it's so crazy, like, the way they set him up. Okay. Yeah. Probably something to look for. Yeah. Oh, God, what do you think? Is this fucking psyop? Eddie Deadmaze. Hi, Adam. I learned this is your camera. They're trying to organize a public Zoom session about COVID resistance strategies for civil society. Oh my god. Sounds like I fell asleep at the. Am I gonna be announcing myself to the feds? Yeah. (laughs) COVID resistance strategies? What does that mean? Strategies for opposing uh, reactionary COVID measures, I suppose. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd be more subtle if I was trying to like get you. I don't know. No, he's probably legit. I, I think mean, I've pro- seen everything that account before. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Everyone's probably. I don't think Sy. I don't think Sy after that like. They don't come on that easy. On the nose, yeah. you know. Yeah. It would be like, some guy who was like, "Hey, I like this thing that you wrote," and then two weeks later, "Hey, do you wanna, do you wanna do a chat?" And then like two <laughs> weeks later, it'd be like, "Do you wanna contact this person for me and tell him this?" It's like a I slow wish- burn. Well, I think I just imagine it's like something happens, like an event happens, and then and then like the the, 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 the interested parties take the wheel. Yeah, the I can't mode. be opt anyways. I'm too good at like counter opting that. They'd be working for me before I started working for them. That's the way to do it, Charles yeah. Manson style. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I can't be broken that way. Wait, Manson was a psyop? Yeah. Oh, definitely. He yeah. was Wait, murdering, Wait, murdering um. Well, the MK Ultra program was specifically about um, turning fucking... Okay, so you get these people that are already violent, and you yeah. run weird drug experiments on them, oh, and then you shit. just send LSD. them out into the populace, and then they create chaos. That was the whole point of the program. Wait, wasn't like some weird like sex death cult thing then? Um, the thing is that they're basically experimenting on these guys. 
in the like counterculture. Wait, 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 wait. LSD. Is this before he had the cult, or is that before? The cult? No, no, before, oh, okay. before and throughout the cult. And like, like he had handlers throughout the cult, pretty clearly. There's this book that just came out called Chaos, which is yeah, which is good. about the whole like, this this one journalist's twenty year investigation into the murders and all their loose ends. And what they led to, and it's quite mind blowing. Like the goal of MK Ultra was. They were ultimately unclear. trying to. They're ultimately trying to discredit the counterculture. Um, oh, like yeah. that was the ultimate agenda: was to discredit the counterculture. Which was easier than they thought it would be, because it was pretty easy to discredit even before all. Right, that even shit before happened. all that, but yeah. the, but their experiments got basically the experiments got out of control. Yeah, and like Manson was a was ba- was basically. I mean, a CIA uh, like he, they were give, they were the ones giving him all the drugs, getting him off all the charges. Every time he get arrested, he'd get mysteriously released yeah, that exactly. hour. Exactly. Like no matter how bad the crime was. And there's a couple surprising ones. Whitey Bulger was in there, um, part of the program. Jim Jones was. But well, that yeah, makes I more mean, sense. I suppose. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. they were obviously attract. They were attracted, especially to charismatic people who they thought could. Charismatic they, sociopaths, charism- yeah. whatever, like people who could mind, could, who could exert mind control, and uh, that's who they were the most interested in studying. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, were they trying to discredit it based on like the fort, like the like the ideas behind them well like, like the Charles Manson's thing was like a flower power fucking hippie cult yeah, yeah, flower before power, it went bad so like, it's just like Jesus, and like, then everything after that became um the, the uh Helter Skelter yeah like the end the thing. end of the dream or whatever so it immediately just like this darkness this dark I mean Hunter S. Thompson wrote about this a lot like the counterculture it went dark all this like hope and promise offered by the initial movement turned into Vietnam and Manson and... Oh, you know what? Yeah, it's a depressing era in my head. I never thought... Yeah, of it. Yeah. It's a depressing era, and the argument is that that depressingness, the depressingness of it was clearly, into, like, was spurred by these, the MK Ultra kind of op, which was, to, that was the point of it, was to, like, was to make shit look yeah. bad, yeah. and it succeeded. And whether it would have happened with, with or without is a big question. But yeah, obviously it was going to happen anyway. If you know anything about the cycles of Jeff Schoenberger, um, Jeff Schoenberger and I got together recently, and he made a great point to me that Joseph Rosenbaum seems like he could have been, and like he has like the characteristics of an MK Ultra up because he was just kind of released into the public. Who's, who's Joseph Rosenbaum for those like myself? Don't the know. pedophile. The Which, one that Rittenhouse shot. Oh, 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 okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, the, pedo- yeah. The, guy, well, the guy that Rittenhouse shot. One of the three guys. Well, that guy was a pedophile? Yeah, there was like a Did violent pedophile. He, was a he like pedophile. raped five-year-olds. It's crazy. Wait, Rittenhouse is the dude who killed two people at like a... Uh, Kenosha. At Kenosha, yeah. Kenosha. And just yeah. Got, he just got acquitted. The first guy was a pedophile, yeah, yeah, I remember that. and the other guy was um, um, had been in on a felony charge for rape and domestic abuse. You think they're like psyops? Well, like weird, my, I don't know. My friend Jeff was just saying, like, Rosenbaum has all the characteristics of, like, this Agent Orange guy, this real loose cannon, who literally had just gotten out of jail. Wait, he just got out of jail? Just that day. Just that day. He's at, he's at the, the, the latest, like, uh, and then he, and then, um And then Rittenhouse shoots him. And then literally the feds have their perfect narrative of their perfect killer, this alleged 
uh, who they're calling a white supremacist killer, which goes perfectly with the narrative of. Dude, look. This is like, I, I couldn't. Oh, fuck. I think it's all this porn shit that. But, um, like, if we, like immediately. Whoa! Oh literally, they let, they let her go free. <laughs> That fucking like be... fucking attack some dude immediately. Yeah, that's Rosenbaum. You literally just you see it. Yeah, so like he didn't, he didn't see it. He didn't oh wait, let me show you. This is crazy, yeah, so, dude. Yeah, so Jeff was just saying this like so he has the characteristics like, of someone who was released specifically right, to cause to, to go back right into the fray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like immediately. Hey man, can I get another uh, Instinct, Moscow man. meal? Yeah. It's like literally, it's like some Grand Theft Auto shit. Like as soon as I get left free, I'm just gonna start causing damage. A bear is let free and attacks a fucking cameraman. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. I mean, I, I think he, I think he lived. Oh well, that's good. That allows, that gives us the right. I think the, the right camera time. fell, but the camera fell, but the man lived. I think the cameraman almost never dies. Uh, I hope so. Oh, is that is that a superstitious thing? Like the cameraman? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's super Thanks, super man. foreboding. The cameraman dies. Really? Okay. Yeah, man. think about it. Like that's what's scary about Blair Witch. Right. And nothing really happened in the movie, right? I haven't, you know, I have, must confess I've never seen it, but... It, it's, it's kind of bullshit. It's like, there may or may not be a witch, some spooky shit happens, they get lost and stranded, and some person breathes hard, and the camera goes Thanks, dark, man. and some plants they get yeah, killed. Okay. Yeah, can I get it all day? All day, sure. Um, Here, I got okay, it. Let me get this. All right, let me get this round. Let me get this round. Guys, this is all hot. This is all good. This is all hot. You guys are good. This is the tradition now. You gotta, you gotta musical chairs around. So I'll get um, it. I'll take one more of these. Uh, oh, and one more of those. I got a double. Oh, yeah. I'm good. He was thinking ahead. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen at some point. So. Um. Do I give you a card now or? Uh, do you want to start the table? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here. Yeah, but like, so wait. This guy was. Hold on. Hold on. This guy. One of the two people, the Calvin and House shot. Well, both of them were felons, but the first one was a pedophile specifically. And when I first heard that, I thought they meant like What's he fucked a 16-year-old girl. No, no, he no. He had anally raped boys between the uh, as young as five years old. But where is he from? Kenosha. He's from Kenosha. Yeah. So what's the time? All right, what's the timeline? When did he get out of jail? When that did he go day. To, that day. Yeah. And he went. How right did to he have? Lines. The means. How did he get to the protest? He just walked there. He just walked. Tiny fucking town, man. It'd be like me getting out on that side of the fucking Chinatown and walking to the riots over here. But then how? This is so gnarly. Like, yeah, it's did crazy. He, did he have plans? No, man. He was just like a chaos. No, no, no. I mean, like, like for example, like, I mean, like, he has a relative. So my contacts and hey, we're gonna take you home. Oh, he did have a wife, right? I don't yeah. know the details. I'm honestly. sure there must have been like some kind of text exchange. No, but yeah, like a friend called me that week, or no, texted me, and he's like, "Jesus Christ, man! I thought the kid killed unarmed black man." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, you and everybody yeah, else." Because he killed, wait, wait, he killed like a pedophile. Oh, <laughs> he killed a white pedophile. Every, a white pedophile, a white rapist, well, and the other white. guy shot. They're all white. A all of them are white. Yeah, but but half the country thinks they're black. One survived. One survived. We killed two. Yeah. I thought he killed two people. I know he shot like three. No, people. and it's like, and it's like, how is but it then, so hard to believe? I that thought he, one person he, died. Like two one, people, no, two people but died. But it's that. it's very opportune that they <coughs> left the records out of the news because it makes it easier to believe that the kid has a self defense claim when it's a ravenous pedophile who is charging the kid. 
Wait, wait, wait. I'm so. But what's the psyop then? What is like? Oh, the goal? well, MK Ultra. That the whole. Thing no, no, I mean like for the. Psyop, the, the I think the theory is that the the, the pedophile. Joe Rogan. Go, going like straight from jail to this protest in the same day. And then then like that whole summer. The what's, whole, the, what's the goal though? The goal of that would be domestic terror 2.0. It's built on the premises that this country is filled to the brim with white Nazi terrorists, of which then, but then if it they goes, can say Rittenhouse, because just the fact that but, it happened at a BLM-affiliated event, they can say that Rittenhouse was specifically there to kill black people. And they, gave, and they charged him with murder one, which means But then means what intent. about releasing a pedophile into the, wouldn't it be like, all right, you shouldn't release the pedophiles into the public, he's a like, weird dude. Because in my head, I'm like, all right. I mean, I don't, if I'm like, I, but I don't old, know that like, this happened. My friend was suburbs. just making a point that he had a lot of the characteristics no, of this. I'm saying like the media narrative can swing out of the way. It's like pedophile attacks. How old was but the guy? They like, didn't even say teenager? pedophile. But most people until the trial. Until yeah, nobody knows. That, nobody trial. knows that a pedophile. I mean, none, none of the how people. Was, how old was Kyle Rittenhouse when it happened? Seventeen. 17. So it's a like pedophile attack, teenager. Yeah, that could easily that, be that never was that was never the story. The story, the story was the story was white, so was white supremacist opens fire on BLM peaceful BLM on, protests and they oh, don't say he had a gun. who yeah. the victims are. Oh yeah, because right. yeah. he had a gun. Yeah, but like they 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 even had there was Joe Biden called him a white supremacist. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah, that's the president of the United States commenting at the time. on an Future eighteen year old looking at life in prison. Politicians historically would be like, hey, let's let the trial play out. You have the highest seats nah. of power. But not since no, like the seventies. Yeah, I mean, like, not really. They're supposed to, but not really. They sort of had like some. But they were really some like public since some new trial. But they had to juke all that in such specific ways. Yeah. And then like, because like, there's so many things that would have made people wake up. Like, oh, they were all white. Oh, they were all criminals. Oh, the video shows them clearly chasing him down. <laughs> well, no, I mean, part of it though is the Trump news cycle, which is like. It's like it's like it's kind of amnesia. Like, like one thing happens, yeah. and another thing happens, and another. Yeah, it's been like that for even. Right. Even I mean, Trump, it's not I even the Trump. It's, it, well, even it's it's after Trump, it's become even. No, faster. I mean, think about twenty. It's like all of it's like week by week. It's like yeah. just well, don't forget, remember any of it. Forget anything good, that happened last week. Yeah. An- another good example yeah. is the people. You know, Claire Lehman made that ridiculous tweet yesterday about like it's absurd to say that the pharmaceutical companies would engineer the pandemic to sell a vaccine and I'm thinking to myself do you guys not remember the opioid epidemic it was like 10 years ago right you know like it's that's what big pharma does they well, engineer conditions from which they can over market faulty products you don't even need to but like that's like it's not this is not even a hard one because you know, they didn't need to engineer this for them to be clearly exploiting it now yeah, yeah. when they say that the Omicron variant is going to need six doses. Wait, 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 wait are you for real? Five I'm like getting shot in the arm six times. No, no, no. no, 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 no don't even Are you kidding me? Are you saying said, six times? I just said four, Wait, right? did you say six three, times? Four, four, four. Right. I don't, let's not exaggerate. Four. No one's no no one's gonna do it. No right. one's gonna well, do it. Gonna do it. Especially because it's the lightest one. Yeah, it's the lightest no one's, thing. Dude, no one's gonna do it. Yeah, but that's what people need is to not comply. Dude, literally, literally, like, all right, like, uh, I got Moderna, and I was like, I'm like, all right, that seemed kind of crazy that like have to go to the same place twice. Yeah. Six times. 
You're gonna forget about it. For a disease that is young, healthy. No one men. has the. I mean, all four of us are young and healthy and are in literally no fucking danger. We're strapping of this thing. and we are virile. Alright, alright. The thing, the thing though is, I do know somebody my age who died of COVID in a fucked up way. It's, uh, you but know it, Matthew Brown's gallery? Yeah. He, he had this architect to design a second space. So we're talking to this, it's so crazy. Like, mid COVID, we're talking to this space. Um, he had it one time, I think, before. Second time, he, he missed his Zoom meeting because we were talking about the plan of the building for the gallery. Uh, and then, like, we have another meeting and he misses. And I'm like, that's weird. So then the next day, they're like, he, he texts me, he's like, yo, they just found that dude, like, with his head. Like on the computer, like really? fucking. Did he have yeah, no like, morbidity or something? Like, um, like he, he had he had COVID before, so I think he had to like. Um, yeah, but that's the thing, though. People COVID. die from so much shit. The the point yeah. is whether this is worth the insane new world that we've been birthed in. Because at the end of the day, if it's well, a point nine that's chance, also a nine narrow, percent chance. That's also a narrow right? world because like you go to Europe. A, have been to been in like Italy, Germany. Been in Italy, Germany, France, London, England, well London. There, it's not like in the U.S. People are oh, way it's worse more, out there. Yeah. No, I mean in terms of how people like or how obedient people are. It's not. Oh yeah, they, yeah. Are, like, so London, obedient. Well, no, no. England. No? The government just stalks the fuck out of you. That's oh, okay. the scary thing. They like they're on your ass. Like when I got, they were like, you want to get prosecuted if you like leave <laughs> this. No, I'm good. You're like, you want to get suck. prosecuted if you leave this um, <coughs> space, if you, like, don't, like, give us the right information. No, I know. I but, saw like, some German... Nobody fucking I saw a video of German cops, 40 of them, like, stomping like, the shit out of two protesters. But no one gets... No one is, like, really vaccinated like that. No one is, like, wearing a mask. It's not, like, the same as, like, here it's, like, on our... Like, it's on well, us. Americans like, are so... Obedient. I mean, I think UK people, too, but Americans are so relentlessly propagandized. Like, yeah. They're all. They like, all are. Like, my, like, like my are. mom... But even my mom, with this Omicron, my mom is a irredeemable shitlet. Watches MSNBC, yeah. eats that shit up. But this is the thing. She is called like, me about Omicron, right? And she goes, Adam, you know, it does... I know you've been bitching about this, but it seems very weird to me that the Pfizer CEO immediately says we need new vaccines as soon as they announce the four new doses. Period. Yeah, bro, like, do you see, do you see the kind of like yacht he needs for like next year, man? Like, yeah, you're gonna need but ten doses like for that. But no, I'm just saying, but like, like, pharma is so evil. Why do people not remember this? Well, I think we just like exist in the media space. Like, all right, when I was in France. I didn't use a I didn't use a computer for like a month and a half. Right? Internet. Yeah, it was that, fucking sick. How does that work? That sounds just, like people just fucking relax. Well, he's just a like, painter, you know. You're oh, you're no, a no, 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 no. But I'm a painter, but like you just fucking relax. Yeah. Like we were just like, all right, Where, we're on the beach. Is that when you were at um? Well, yeah, yeah, it was fucking you know, sick. Ernst Fuchs. Ernst Fuchs. Ernst Fuchs. <laughs> no, I don't know. He's that. like this Austrian mystic and painter from the. Uh, Mainly 20th century. Like this, oh, like okay. Austrian mansion on a residency. Also. Yeah. So he's like one of his, like, in Austria. Well, it was in France, southern France. Because oh, okay. in the 80s, he needed to get a, a studio, so he bought a castle. This dude's like a crazy boss. Like, so basically, when he was like 10, the Nazis killed all his classmates. His mother forced him to convert to convert to Christianity. But when I was in the extra residency, he had, he had all these like Jewish mysticism books and shit. It was like like it's obviously on paper. He was like. The Catholic or whatever, but he had like 17 kids or something like that. So he was a fucking sex fiend. Like, you yeah. know, this is a gnarly, this is a wild thing. I go into space, 
the person who runs it is this like seventy uh, year old woman in Cornelia Minsdorf, and like I could tell like in the eighties she was super hot, she, yeah. and she's like honestly I already kind of had a crush on. She was like she just had like cool energy, like she was a cool person. Yeah, yeah. But you like this big ass like ten foot sculpture of her in her twenties. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it, it's like the ass is like this huge. Yeah, it and looks she's amazing. Like, she's those like, photos you put up. She's like, yeah, Fuchs made this, and I'm like, how old was he when he made it? She's like, 60, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love his work. Christ. I think you would even like it. It's no, like it's like very it's so intense. Ernst Fuchs. Yeah, he was HR Giger's teacher. Yeah, and this is the interesting. So they were just telling me stories about Fuchs and Giger and Dali the whole time. They're like. Because he was the first resident at the And I love Dali too. That's another person that I like. I a, I, oh, that's another person that's popular to shit on. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He was like Fuchs's mentor. And like, I'm glad to hear you say you loved it. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, so, like, it was like, like they were all like basically homies. When they were, so when they were at the Castell, he said, like, because like uh, Giger's like, mother was like someone who ran a pharmacy or something. So he had like, um, was he had like opium in like a liquid form in like a giant jar. <laughs> like a giant bag of cocaine and then like vodka and so he would just like he would drink some like opium drink some vodka like do a line of like cocaine all day long in bed making those crazy drawings and if like, Fuchsland would collaborate so when he left the residency he had like a jar this big and we, she, she, she told me when he like when, when she got to the residency he had a jar this big when he, when he left he had this much left that was like a month. <laughs> he just like fucking destroyed like a gallon of like opium. Yeah. You would be wow. such an irredeemable junkie at the end of yeah. that. Holy shit. It was like, and it's like when I was looking at all those like original drawings in the space and I was like, it was just so crazy. Like, yeah. I, know, I, miss, I miss that place. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it, it, that sounds like a fucking experience. You're living like a fucking, cat, you know, like a uh, uh, prince from the Cedric and I became friends ago. like early in your career, but I fucking knew that he was going to take off. And now you're selling shit for what, like 50k? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, nice, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Nah, man. Painting is fucking lit. Fucking yeah, art yeah, yeah. that pays. Cheers, man. None of this shit. Painting fucking fire, man. Yeah. But, I was like, no, nah, I was... No, it kind of happened all at once. Actually, during COVID of all times. Yeah, we both had come-ups during COVID. It was the best, worst thing that happened to the world and the best thing that happened to me on a personal level. But doesn't that, don't you think that might affect your attitude or your position the whole thing? Because like, somebody is like, oh, I lost my job, I got divorced, everybody's depressed. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's fucking sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, no. Because I, I think I, about I, sometimes. I, like, I really... I mean, I thought it was great at first too, but when it when I realized that they were gonna extend it, dude, you're in a way better position. Not, like, you oh were, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I mean, you work for the museum. No, of, um, definitely uh, like, museum of, um, I know. I was gonna go last night to see what had happened since I left, but I never went. What's it called? Uh, museum of Sex. Yeah, Museum of Sex. Museum of Sex. Dude, it's like a super level up. You like write books. You got like. Yeah, I know. He was working I mean, for the Museum of Sex, which is to- here in New York. Tour guys. Tour guide. Yeah, like tour guide and research assistant. Where is it exactly in town? Flatiron. Flatiron. Like 32nd Street. And... Is it worth visiting? No. No. What's the most interesting thing? What's the most interesting moment in your tour? Oh, it depends what we were showing. I tried to make the best of it, you right. know? You try to be charismatic. Was that curator who was like your boss? Lesser this might be the perfect place I to remember when I met her, I carried a big ass painting to the primary. Yeah. Like a fucking Dude, she's awful. So I carried a five foot painting. She's and I like, went to, uh, you know, so I went to Green Up Tally, carried this big ass painting to the whole. I didn't even know what was happening. Dude, she's I met like, her. 
And she's so like, bougie feminist style. Just like she yeah. can, she says the cuntiest thing ever, like the the most cutting, cruel kind of comment, but does it with this smile on her face, like it yeah. dulls the blow, but actually who's this, just who's this my old boss. Oh. Dude, I think y'all are, I think y'all are, yeah, 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 I think yeah, you yeah. like knowledge worker types, y'all on the inter- internet way too much. Cause it's like, just look at like YouTube comments, like people just, when you're not in somebody's face saying something, you can say whatever the fuck you want. That's oh, definitely. I don't get as much shit as I used to. But I just, think, um, I think what happened at first is I was associated like people knew me as a Bernie guy or whatever. Yeah. So when I first started having like huge observations about what the oh yeah, that's right. Because that's when like and that's when they're really mean. Is like when they see you as a traitor. Right. right yeah. You're infidel. Yeah. Infidel. Yeah. 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 All right. But this is, that's the whole history of it. It's very like oh these people assassinated these people. Now it's just on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Now they get the big character assassination. Yeah. They don't even like, need to kill you anymore because yeah. they can just humiliate you and turn it into reality. No, I think, alright, I think, like, the left is, like, you get obsessed with, like, a framework about how the world works so much that, like, it just it over overdrives every way. You look at every situation like yeah. this, and if anybody goes against yeah. that, That's it's, actually pretty smart, yeah. yeah you, you, it's yeah. like a fucking Nazi. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a monolithic, and it's like yeah, everyone it's has to agree yeah. with this <clears throat> ten-point fucking plan, yeah. and if you don't... Like if you have a question about it's pretty totalitarian or gender ideology, <laughs> yeah. then like, you're immediately branded a well, fascist anyway. This, well, yeah, but it's like it's a fact that like you said, like, it's because it's like a religion. It's like you get you you usually come to it from a position like like something happened and you're like get drawn into a new community and all of a sudden you have this apocalyptic vision of like the world's always been this way, it's running this way, and then you get exposed to this text. And you'd be on the other side, it's like, oh, you're surrounded by this whole body of knowledge yeah. that keeps corroborating itself. Yeah. And, and there's nothing that contradicts it. Yeah. Nothing contradicts it. And three days ago, you never heard of anything yeah. related to politics at all. Like, this is a installed... And you almost get addicted to it. It's like an obsession. Yeah. Like, yeah. you like... So I, I, I see this, this thing happen over and over. And, like, it, and like, when I see it happen in, like, weird ways where, like... Like, I have a friend who's obsessed with, she's obsessed with, like, Japanese history. She's, like, a, like, white girl from Connecticut. And she thinks these Japanese politicians in World War II determined all this shit that's come out. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. And she, and she knows way more about it than I'll ever know, but I'm like... But it's still Oh, my wrong. God. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm yeah, like, that's no what way. they do, dude. They come up with fundamental falsehoods. That still yeah. they have these mile-long justifications for. And I'm like, I'm like, I know you know way more about the subject, but in my gut, I'm like, there's no way. They're like, fucking prime minister so in like 1969, like came out with this policy, and it, it like it's, it's like all oh, this one dude's fault. I'm like, come on, like it's impossible. This is called shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, but I'm like, it's like there's like framework. All that is all and, like, his fault. And, like, especially because like. When I really, and I was too late to seeing this stuff, but on the second Bernie campaign, seeing the slacks, like the conversations of people in the campaign, and first thing that happens is like, okay, one of the huge moments for me, for totally like irredeemable, because I always knew there was like a lot of insane people in it, but I thought there were like some serious people who were like, let's try and get Medicare for all done or whatever, right? So, Joe Rogan, 
announces that he wouldn't vote for Bernie Sanders. And like two people in the campaign are like, this is fucking huge. This guy's got the biggest audience. UFC, UFC dude, right? Yeah. yeah. But he has the biggest podcast, the podcast platform in the world. That's the most popular podcast. No, no, no. Dude, I, I, I know about Joe Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interview like Elon Musk and like Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, you, no one else is doing that. So, oh, no, yeah. but, but besides that part of it, he's like, so, he has a huge amount of people who just like right. follow his every word. So, like, to me, to me, I was like, to me, I was like, this is huge for the campaign because it proves that Bernie doesn't just appeal to college kids, yeah. retards. He is appealing to a broader amount of people. So sell this. Yeah. But then they put out this video. They put out kind this of, vowel. They're so like, fucking dumb. Is he transphobic or something? Dude, they said he's transphobic and that Bernie must disavow the endorsement. Imagine how fucking stupid. I mean, he is transphobic. No, but Bernie is 80 years old. He probably doesn't even know what he is. Yeah. These campaign people, one guy is like, I think this is good. And then everyone would be like, you're a fascist and a transphobe. How can you be with us? And it was insane. Just people losing their shit on There's these messages. There's a legit board. fucking Monty Python movie made about just the moment that Joe Rogan endorsed Bernie Sanders and what happened to How there. do you That's lose? It. You say, <laughs> you, say you want to win this. It's simple, Fuck man. You. It's simple. All right. If you saw, <laughs> if I see you to your face and you're like, endorse Joe Rogan, I'm like, I'll think about it. But if I see a body of text, like a bunch of words horizontally lined up, you're like, Fuck. It's so It's so reductive. Like, it's like, yeah. you might as well have like a fucking starfish. And that is totally <laughs> fucking true, by the way. I can meet people who I think are just total morons online. But then you end up meeting them, and you end up like having bonding, a yeah. conversation. Bonding, yeah. Dude, yeah. when I was like, it does tend to make you like a more hostile or hardline. Look, when I was when I was a scout, Hegan, that proof is like people are from so many different walks of life, different age brackets, just really different demographics all together. Everybody fucking loves each other and like wants to bang each other within like a couple weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, then when they yeah, like, like a real we, like, left, experience. Yeah, then we left, got into New York. All these like conflicts start happening, start living a little bit apart. They're like, oh, I never liked this person. Anyone? Like, no, fuck, he didn't never like this person to begin with. You're just getting insecure about like, oh, you gotta worry about your rent, and then you gotta worry about all this other shit. And the only way to make it work these days is to find people that you are friends with, regardless of all this other stuff. And you know, yeah. even if like a bunch of people are hating you publicly then you have these like authentic friendships that aren't yeah. going to go away because of it. But then, and it, what's hard about that is we're in the fucking art world to an extent where that like barely exists. Well, this is a weird thing, I think. This is the contradiction in the art world is that like the ethics or like the politics will be as left-wing as possible, but the people who make up all the positions of power are borderline Mitch McConnell, like, yeah. and they couldn't, and they do not affect it. They don't care. Well, like, they're all ruling class. Don't fucking care. They literally don't yeah, yeah. care. It like, doesn't have any kind of reverberation. No! <laughs> they're literally like, it's like, yeah, it's literally like, all right, just well, the other shit. Cool. Now, now I'm just press release. Well, and they're you know, like, all right, pass also, me a lot of ketamine. I remember yeah, this fucking girl looks like a dude. Like, uh, those Another really interesting thing, though, was like, in 2016, the art world, it's like big on Bernie Sanders. 
you know, because he was like the only left seeming option. Right. So everyone was like loving Bernie. And it was popular by, like him. Yeah. It was popular like But by 2020, you have like the same people who are like super into Bernie would be like, oh, I fuck with that Liz Warren, son. Yeah. You know, because like the people that that are like culturally progressive seeming were the ones that they were actually drawn to all along. Right. I mean, I think the critique would need to move away from like ideology and more into aesthetic. Because literally, like, it's just like it's sometimes it's just demographic. It's literally like she looks like a university professor. I'm a university professor. Well, I want to be a university professor. I vote for them. Trump. He. Fucking, look, he fucking Trump sounds like he watches like, like mind, a ordinary working class person. Yeah. Trump seems like he's living the life that you want to live. He literally gets McDonald's. He's and like a he regular. Says, yeah, he, he says McDonald's. whatever the fuck he wants to say. That's why yeah. people vote for him. Of course, right. it's really simple. It's yeah. like no, he like Biden. Said, it's like really simple with Biden. Too. Biden looks sleepy. 2020 looked really dramatic. I want sleepy right now. Like well, it's like not about. Well, they voted for Trump because. He was exciting, and he allowed them to funnel some justified alienation after opioid epidemic, after decades and decades of fucking degradation of everything. And here's this guy who's at least allowing you to funnel that. I That's what I liked about it. You know, there was like, I grew up on Cape Cod. I grew up with working class people. Four of my friends are fucking dead from overdoses. Like, that shit is real. And he bizarre to say it. I mean, the only, thing, yeah. the only bizarre thing in my head about him is that he knows about that shit. Or he's even aware of it. Considering, like, I mean, honestly, he's a New Yorker. I think he knew there was something wrong. But he knew that that was enough of a platform to, like... And he know. I mean, I, I think... Because it's, like, it's weird. No, no, like, Democrats don't talk about the opioid epidemic. At all. Because they all actually is. But it's, like, clearly an epidemic. Like, I was in Indiana. I'm like, fucking crazy out there. Communities were actually... I mean, what they said crazy was the opioid epidemic was time is a million. I mean, this is, like... COVID, I don't even know anyone who died from it. But opioid epidemic, I know countless people well, this is the thing whose I think. lives were destroyed by it. But like looking at the like opioid epidemic, looking at people who are addicted to opioid. Like I do. I lived in like New York, New Jersey, New, like Philadelphia, like not like Indiana. Go to Indiana, people are fucking junkies. Like when I was a kid, like I've never seen like anything like heard about Yeah. Like it was like yeah, I was never never seen anything like this. Fucking lost years to that shit. And where in Indiana are we talking, by the way? I was in Bloomington, but I would go to like Indy, and then I would go to like um. Uh, you saw it in Bloomington? That's yeah, fucking, fucking college town. It's like, it's like, that was with the Jetsons. It was like squeaky clean. Yeah. Yeah, people were... Like, That's what Purdue is, right? Or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purdue University. No, it was like... Yeah, it was like... And then like, there was like... Most of the people there just don't vote, which is interesting. Their politics are more like anarchists or whatever. Or like, That's kind of like... I mean, most people still don't vote this time. Yeah. So, but I, I realized I was I just did this random like residency. That's why I was there. There's no reason why I would ever go to Indiana. Being from like New York, or right, my demographic, I'm gonna go to LA, Miami, London, like metropolitan, basically. Right. Like those are that's where the larger currents in the world are gonna take me. Right. I'm like that's it's simple. It's just math. It's like how often is a New Yorker gonna go to like Indiana? Never. 
So like, I mean, I think um, I think a lot of the way that we are able to be open-minded when we talk about this stuff and opposition to so many of the people we know yeah. is merely because we grew up outside the like petty bourgeois hellhole of New York. Like, yeah. like you saw real working class poverty oh, and degradation. Philadelphia, and so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it's like auto parts and shit. That's the main industry. And, um, and like, what was the other shit? Like auto parts and like real estate. And then like when 2008 hit, I literally, I couldn't get a job to save my life. My mom couldn't get a job. Like no one fucking get a job for like years. Like no matter what, like like. I think Dude, I this is gonna to, be like, the sickest show ever, by the way. What? I forgot we're still doing the podcast. Oh, you're fucking. <laughs> no, I fucking like. Yeah, this is gonna be like really dope. You got like a good amount of like serious artists on audio, <laughs> but like, no, it was it was gnarly. It was like really gnarly. I saw like, you know those song movies? Yeah, of course. Like I remember they came out right when the 2000. Like it's literally just because it was like I saw these like warehouses shit just shut down, and then like all these like news stories came about people getting kidnapped and dropped. It literally comes out of that. Just like. Fucking 2008, like weird factory shit, like people getting kidnapped, yeah. rust aesthetic, like cars getting blown up for the for the insurance money, just like dude, like we're desperate. Yeah. yeah, when I was growing up on the Cape, we were so flooded with oxycontin by like '04 yeah. that that was like the second drug I tried. You know, you know, you're supposed to have like a trajectory of yeah. drug use, you. Well, weed in high school, you tried shrooms maybe, get to college, maybe do a little blow or ecstasy. Actually, for me, it was like this shit was so available and normal yeah. that it was like the second thing you tried. Which is, and it was like, first time I tried it, I fucking blew up everywhere, couldn't lift my head up for yeah. hours. Yeah, and I remember even after all that, I fucking loved it. It's so powerful. Dude, I didn't do drugs till college. I thought. I remember Bill, what's his dude's name, Bill uh, Cosby, came Cosby. to my, yeah, he came to my high school, it was like, if you do drugs, oh, yeah, right. he, was, he came to my, he was like, you're a fuck out, if you do drugs, don't do drugs, he was like, yeah, it was like, so like, do not do drugs, go to college, he had a real lecture circuit going there before they took he was very moralist, he was like, don't yeah. do not do drugs, yeah, uh, fuck out, like, stop having the babies, I didn't yeah. listen to that part, I'm you like, no, you're, babies? no, but oh. like, I'm like, we be attempts, you know, oh, but dude, like, if I could change it, anything about my life it would never be trying that fucking shit on that day full stop if i go back in time and i could take back well no Any, there's anything. like a few things that, but yeah. that's tough number one but that's like the beginning of all yeah that was like the origin story of like years of fucking up yeah 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 and, uh, uh, go, go ahead you're saying Bill cosby's coming to your school so. no so i went to college and i saw like you know going to cooper everyone was like borderline on the break of a mental psychotic breakdown like within a week all the time it was like like string out and drugs it's just the atmosphere it was like did you people you knew yeah of course and then but then the weird thing is like they like they're completely insulated so like you know you can like you don't fall to the bottom they just like go to rehab and disappear or they're like wealthy or something and then like they're fine like in a few months they come back and it's like they just like act out, so I'm like, oh, I'm just some drugs. I'm like, oh shit, this shit is gnarly. I fucking threw up all over the wood shop. Like, yeah. I mean, it's this is a frightening scene because I'm looking at it and I'm going like, 
the more you hear stories like Adam's, the more you hear just anecdotes like about Bloomington and shit and everywhere you went. Yeah. The more I'm like, it's, it's cultural though. It's a different it's like, culture. It does feel like this shit is implanted somewhere. Yeah. And it fucking spreads. Well, what blows my it's a very mind conspiratorial is I remember when I think back to being a really little kid. Like in the early 90s, so I was like five years old. Just don't you think, like looking back that far, that America just like felt different? In the early 90s, like, well, I feel like I dreamed up. Air. Dude, yeah. it was so. I remember, I remember, I saw one of my neighbors make like a Molotov cocktail and just like throw his shit. Yeah. And then park is just the fucking like park on fire. Like, yeah, but then like, it was, like I say trash like, everywhere. I say by the early 2000s, especially. There was just like a thank you. The parts of America that had an idyllic quality. And oh, I didn't know that. Were, so. Yeah. No. I mean, I did in parts of Massachusetts. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much middle class. It's a forest. Yeah. But um, all that part, I feel like evaporated in the early 2000s, and everything, all the part, and that's kind of what. Like the decline in America is, is like the decay that you would see in some of like the most populated urban areas. Because Philly went the opposite route through the internet to go. Yeah. Because it was a fucking hellhole. It was interesting. I mean, it's all getting really bad again. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about the way it looks, right? Yeah. I mean, like, all right, imagine like place covered in bullet holes, structures. Falling apart, like My, um, fucking junkies Michelle's, everywhere. Uh, Michelle's um, really like, good friend has been living with us. Yeah. Uh, it's like her best friend. Her friend from high school, this guy Ray. He's a good kid. Um, but he has a roof in Philadelphia because he yeah. works for a trucking company. And he, two days ago, as he was dropping off, I forget what the trucking company deals in, but uh, oh yeah, mirrors. Or like glass, they're a glass panel company. Yeah. So he was making a delivery in Philadelphia, and he saw some guy have an overdose on the side of the road, like 50 feet away from where he's dropping this shit off. The guy was foaming at the mouth. Paramedics showed up, and he was dead on arrival. Fucking early. I mean, the shit. I just feel like the shit that we used to hear about in like nightmare stories, like everyone it comes closer to now or yeah. something. Well, this is this way yeah, the world in the street is like yeah. Prince. Jack, Michael Jackson, Whitney, all these like celebrities, they died of like fentanyl overdoses. Yeah, of course. Oh, Michael Jackson was fentanyl? Yeah. I thought he was propofol. No, he was, a, he was a drug addict. Yeah, I, like, know, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but wasn't like, Michael I mean, that's Jackson, like Jackson, man, that's a tortured motherfucker. Holy to me, the saddest but part I, is I heard it's all true. Red wine. Because I used to live with like a child actor. Oh, really? Who went to the never, yeah. But it? never participated in it, but she swears to God it's true. I don't doubt it. It's I mean, true. he was so wrecked. Yeah. The only time that like I've cast I've thought maybe no is because he seemed so asexual. You know, but I think uh dude, ultimately dude. that's what he that's dude, what my, my dude my dude was literally going to a stage grabbing his dick and like humping in a mad huge yeah, but I, 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 I I'm more on the ace like whatever I know that he did what he did and I know that all that happened. Yeah. But like the nature of it yeah, so it's like it's, it's not disturbing, but it's too like, high to what do you think mean? about it right now. Dude, no, no, he's like the most. All right, it. think it's about it. He's like think, he's like the most gothic aristocrat. All his aesthetic is like it's yeah. like weird shit. Weird dad shit. But he's extremely he's extremely mortified 
at his condition he's in. Yeah. That's all the thriller monster stuff. It's not an original observation. It's no. just like, it's obvious. It's like, this dude is like, he sees himself as a monster alien. Yeah. Extremely horrified at his depravity. Yeah. That's why he's great. Yeah. Take that away. Where's my I mean, no one. No, but that's the, the thing. It's like we know we're talking that about is, one of the greatest I mean, artistic I, minds. You can't separate it. Yeah. You can't say, oh, no, he's the greatest of all time. But this monstrous depravity that he's reacting to. No, no, that I know. That's that around, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get yeah. it. I'm gonna get it this time. All right. But no, I mean, in a way, I think it's kind of irrelevant because like you can't actually cancel Michael Jackson. No, you can't. It's impossible. Like think about well, it. Well, they, they failed. No, you, yeah. you, you, you literally can't though. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, well, Jesus, you can't cancel you Michael Jackson. Just a bullet for me. I mean, that uh, shit is fucking groovy though. Yeah. Billy Jean and shit. That shit is fucking shit groovy. Wow. Yeah. Dude, the lyrics are ridiculous. He's an amazing the way writer. Sound, the way it sounds. So crazy. <laughs> but you like, know what I do sometimes like, can, when I write Jesus? Um, like, yeah. No, you can't. No. You know what I do sometimes oh, no. now when I write poetry? What? I steal lines from death metal songs and then just put them out of context in my own text. Because if you change the context, some of the lines are like total surrealism. Like, at, oh, I'll get another Moscow Mule. Moscow Mule? Check it all day. So it's like. I took this, it's like yeah. at the gates of Ishtar or something, you know? I do not listen to death metal, should I? Oh, I fucking love metal, but it's not for I, everybody. Am I, I feel like I'm like three I, or four steps But I also like, like really bleak and evil black metal stuff, too. Like the really bleak shit. Yeah. The like reactionary white boy European kind of stuff. It's just like so I just, intense. I just, I just can't. I just can't listen to it because it's like. No, it's, it's like, like but some of the black metal stuff. It's like transcendental. Like the guitars Is it really? are like buzzing out so much. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, 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 thanks, man. Oh, where's the I think he went to the restaurant. Wait, no one more. Yeah, yeah. What did he get? I don't know. You know, I got it right here. Oh, fuck. Vodka soda? I think it was vodka soda. Alright. Vodka soda? Yeah. But, um... Dude, I'm, it's weird. I haven't been listening to much music. I got before. a... I made a top 60 records the other day, because I still get sent all the shit from when I used to write about music professionally. Yeah. So I keep up with it a little bit. But there's a... There's this new thing happening in metal right now, where it's like this sort of a blackened death metal where it's not quite death but not quite black and it all has this sort of like uh, no wavy over fuzz in the guitars yeah and these bands like portal i'm telling you man it's wait, 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 wait. intense i don't know all right what's the distinction between well, actually let me let me use the rest real quick but yeah i do not know i thought black metal and death metal were the same fucking no band. no so, totally um, different genre yeah. yeah keep it open yeah Hold on, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the show is going to be pretty. Cool. I don't. Yeah, have to chop it up a little bit. Well, whatever. It'll take off some of the names, but <laughs> but yeah, it's been a great conversation. It's gotten into two directions. Yeah, I figured you would like that. Yeah, for sure. He's totally. Down yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's been a great, I think it's been a perfect, like, it's been a perfect Adam Lear experience. <laughs> yeah. Is it Lehrer or Lear? I think it's Lehrer. I say Lehrer. Lehrer. That's, oh, what, I, that's what I na- naturally say, but I felt like, like, yeah, somehow I felt you like know Tom Lehrer? Yeah. That's my great uncle. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, Tom Lehrer, he did the satirical song? Yeah, satirical folk song for yeah. the MIT professor. Fuck, he's your um, great uncle? Yeah, I never met him. My papa and him had a huge falling out when they were younger, but Fuck. we had all his records of that. But he's a class, I mean, he's a figure of history. Yeah, I emailed him once, because he's still around, you know? Yeah. Tell him, like, I'm Billy Lehrer's grandkid. Have you guys been nice? You guys been nice? No, they must have really... They must have really not liked each other. Fuck him. Do you know Tom Lehrer? Remember that you know the name. If you think of the name in relation to seventies satirical songs, uh, as early as the fifties, as early as the fifties, yeah. like known as like subvert, we do like subversive lyrics. Yeah, he's like lefty and lefty. hippie guy. Yeah, very much in a similar tradition, almost as like George Carlin. I would yeah, say. yeah. He's not as lefty, but you know, he's known as like the lefty satirical. And he did like a bunch of songs, like parodies with. Very satirical is always a word. Satirical. Anyway, that's his great uncle. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. He's a major. My uh. Seven. Yeah. And Big um. Time. Yeah, he's my puppet's. What's it called now? Uh, brother. Uh, or a cousin. He might be a distant cousin. Whatever. One of those two things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's family. And it's funny because my last name. Yeah. What's up? Uh, and he's uh, and it's one of those things too, because my papa was like lifelong bougie, so stem pseudo Marxist, you know. Also, but he was fucking. My papa was like a speed reader, you know. And he he gave me he had the sickest library I've ever seen in my life. He had everything. The tie, sod, shit you wouldn't like. Right, the, 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 the forbidden stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally gave me a copy of Sod's, like 120 Days of Sodom, because I was like looking at it and I had heard about it. And he's like, oh, you want to fuck with this yeah. one? Huh? Yeah. I'm like, maybe. He's like, this. he said something crazy. <laughs> he was like, this is really dark stuff, but it'll access the limits of your imagination. Okay. He was like very, uh, he was an engineer. One of the inventors of the Xerox machine. Wow. Wait, I mean, you, you come from the most incredible fans. that? You and I mean, just on that the side, on the other side, so it's great great working class, creative partner. No, it's just like, just on one side of the family. Video work? Oh, and it's a fucked up family, too. The last two movies that I got, how would it not be fucked? The one where I produced that uh, variety uh, last year. Uh, 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 family? Yeah. Yeah. Or he married my grandmother. Yeah. 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 It's between Europe and Asia. He's having an unrecognized with his maid. He has another kid with her. My uncle internationally, like no man. All territory lives. declared themselves as a And we didn't know about her until out there. So that's our more and my dad was stoked. 
Like he was like, oh shit, I got big the brothers. Class, there was no more centralized authority, so um, there were these little because him and his patch protected his younger brother, but my younger brother was like trouble so gayness back there and all that shit. Where so they had you know, in, in this case, Armenia and Azerbaijan. So when I was really little, we were visiting them all the time. Decades But when I was like five, my grandmother found out and said if my dad came to the place and came with his brothers, he'd be cut out of the family. Is that brutal or what? That's like fucking succession shit. Yep. That's what it was. What the hell? I mean, it's like which many families uh, have, like, they're successful, like, yours. Yeah, such a, an exotic thing to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was exotic to me growing up, you know? And seeing because I was growing up, all my friends were very, like, family. And the other side of my family totally was. But, like, he's, like, sort of a... Emotionally removed pseudo aristocrats through Jews yeah. on my dad's side. They seem different. I must fucking create a comic con. I must. Fascinating. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be super interesting. Half that and half a normal ass now. Um, yeah. I mean, like a, they kind of chill out when they're older. Like my papa got out. That was pretty bad. That's the London of the And actually moved um, close to us to be close or whatever. Right. I'm not going to be in the fucking forest in that situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, what's this an important football game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looked right at me. Like, and they're like, are you kidding me? Right. 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 One of those things where I just happened um, to be the so only person this in the right. Everybody had left. And then he was doing the joking I, I got well, like, with these friends. When they're, they're taking like, their last breath, like, they start like, gagging. Oh my god, I have a nurse said that sounds different. That's your entry. Yeah, I'm glad it's in London. That's awesome. I was like, alright, we're like, when they got my dad had just stepped out, so we had like my hand. Let's hold on to him for He looked like right now. I prayed. That was pretty intense. I was glad I experienced it. Did you feel like. You know, I said something to him after he was dying, which was, it's alright, relax, you know, let go. I was like, I was 21, that's a very... I guess I had with I just got clean for the first record of the guests, right? Maybe that's the Well, that has to do that in the last five minutes. You had a certain, like, it's a chaos. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not against chaos in the game because, like, it's also surrendering. Course, the best game involved, like, yeah. in a sense, right? Oh, like, and it's like the worst part about it is when you're using 
you convince yourself that you're, man, you're like, I'm just fucking around. Yeah, right. Right. But then, uh, when you clean up the extent of, like, you're lying and just, like, shitty behavior is, like, so abundantly clear, you just get kind of rocked with, like, how imperfect everybody is. Yeah. For sure. And you forgive people. Right. People are like, which is just the act of forgiving people more. Yeah, it's a major leap in. Something that takes time. They're fucking forsaking people. I'm sorry. There is God for The worst shit is like holding on. I can yeah, like, you know, I got that, pity. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah, pity on the great empire. I mean, it's a great empire, but like, you're right. a tiny yeah, island. Yeah, basically, to the magic. You're a tiny little island, will never be a great empire. Yeah, it's like, first time. They have to be like, pathetic and some solid dreams of becoming a great empire. Oh, definitely. Everyone in Europe is like, the world needs to You know, actually, my best friend when I was a kid. Right, right, right. And we went to college together. I was like, so England. Yeah, you know? I was like, I'm like, um, the, the food is horrible. So like, really cool. I mean, it might be actually karma. But like, when I actually think uh, about it, but like, that slowly our fucking friendship is fractured into nothing. Never with yeah, like the hymns yelling at me. Yeah, I think over time it's just got sick of me. And I, you know, England. I mean, I'm getting married in June. So I, really wanted, I reached out to him and I was like, well, this and I, which place was more? I know whatever happened. I'm doing better now. Yeah. Depends on how you mean. For you, my wife. Depends on how you know my kids. Because like, Italy, like you know. And of course, we had a great chat. Life, and he was like, I don't know. Blah blah blah. Never said I forgive you, but we had a chat. Yeah. And I haven't talked to him. So whatever I fucked up with now, he's really poor. Like tradition, it's interesting to be connected and then we can um, that the life that. Very, yeah, that should happen. You know, the part is like, it's on him, him to be able to properly like, oh, interpret. Oh, and I don't know if he's giving it the proper time. Like, you know, he didn't get the fuck well, he always was the, the thing with him is he wasn't perfect. He was kind of like, Right. It's a it real selfishness. Well, that's like, which might be, which might be the issue right now. As an example, he got locked up once. He was fucking this girl in public. Uh-huh. And they said his, and he was hammered, and he got rough with the cops. And they set his bail at like six G's, way more than he could pay. He was like right. twenty. Um, and my dad, I called my dad, and my dad wired me the money to bail him out. You bailed him out at twenty-one, and he's not responding to your fucking wedding invitation. Exactly. So I don't know if I'm entirely fucking. No, 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 no you're not. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. What's up? Who was the bartender at? Things. No, you're not hallucinating. Yeah, people have people have fucking problems. Yeah, but everybody's just, got defects. Yeah, but some people are like really too, a little stuck to their defects. I think some so people too. are a little bit more fluid. People are more like, you know, I got my defects, but you probably you you put the right oil. You put the right lube, and I can yeah. maybe slip out of those. Defects. Yeah, my thing was but other just people like, are like fucking committed to their defects, like it's a fucking cause. My thing was like self-destructiveness, but I was never like that, you know, blowing people off what? for no. Uh, or not. That's a real miserable human existence. Yeah. 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 It must be miserable. Well, for sure. I mean, him and I were like, grew up together. 
I'd like to think that for all the people I've had to blow off because of just the nature of the... Oh, did you ever read that piece I wrote on Facebook? It was a column, uh, Brief Encounters with Hideous Liberal Men. No, that's a good time. That's a good time. It's like every time I meet like a really horrible live or leftist, I just like bang out these like because all uh, the, all of safety propaganda is broken into columns. So this is like you're like Charles, you're like the Charles Bukowski of people of, of, of encountering leftists. Totally. Um, in New York. But yeah, like like I have all these different columns, so everything's it's kind of like conceptual art in a way, because like you have this idea, and then you do like a series of that, and then there's like ten different series at once. Um, but this one, I met this guy. Uh, my friend, she's a photographer, she had a book coming out, so I went to the Dashwood Books store over here, and um, there was this guy outside who was just like living out so fucking hard about everything. Oh god, Republican Party, oh god. Like a spastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> that's the closest thing to come to orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that's my fiance, that, yeah. like, literally is pinching me, like, don't fucking start anything. You know? And I'm like, uh, I'm like, alright, I won't say anything. But then this guy starts talking about his best friend who was his best man at his wedding and he's like ah oh, guy fucking voted for trump i, I can't even, I, I wrote him out of my life i wrote him out of my life he's called me 60 times i said hell with you so i turn around and i'm like you think you're the fucking hero that fucking story cutting off your best friend who was your best man at your fucking wedding the hell is wrong and with he's you? Boasting about it, yeah. Not just some shame. And not a shame. To, to the people around's credit, a lot of them were very comfortable with this guy. But he thought he was like fucking. I, I whipped him a new asshole though, because he was dumb, you know, like a dumb shit lip. So I just started like assaulting him with fucking rhetoric. And within like seven minutes, he just like folded. He was like, I respect your viewpoint, and then walked away. This fucking really oh horrible, like, shit-libby guy that I met who was bragging about cutting off his best friend and best man for voting for Trump. He was, like, bragging how he wouldn't return his best friend's vote. He's bragging, I mean, he's bragging about this shit. That's the funny thing about this. Yeah. All right, but this is why I think. I think voting for Trump is pretty stupid. Yeah, but, but it's your best but like, friend. But there's something about the public basis. I don't think it's actually about the vote. I think it's about the public aspect of it. Yeah, but, someone who voted for but Trump. just think of the principle of it. This no, guy I know, was I'm, your but, best fucking I know, man. but I'm talking about the issue isn't even voting for him. It's a pup. It's like, I know someone who yeah, voted for Trump. They're so signaling allegiance. Exactly. This is even so much farther for us, the ancient cultures of the world. Yeah. Because sure. in our cultures, if your friend goes and murders a bunch of people, you still protect your friend. Yeah. 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 Well, imagine. That was what was crazy about uh, like, Andrew Cuomo or Chris Cuomo. It's the transgression isn't the fact that he voted. It's that he derelicted ethics his entire career. But when they buried him, was helping his brother after they wanted to bury him. That speaks to everything about these people. That's the one thing that was Helping your brother when he wanted to bury him. Brotherhood. Step too far. Everything else to come. This guy had staged 
fake COVID events in his right. house. This is other combos. Emailing his big brother to say, I got your back. I got your back. Step too far. Our priorities are just so fucking warped and just so like purportedly. Yeah, I mean, even like that class of knowledge worker. Even fuck. Even like like. Everything is What do you think about like, Daniel? Internet, internet off, I had, I spent an hour and a half with Daniel yeah, after everyone and and, and uh, you know he was just know. like fucking like, grilling like, me about you know like, politics. Right, that's true. I'm like, like I didn't sign up for this. Why am I? He seemed uh, unsettled or something. He really felt unsettled. And I think he's insecure about his own convictions in the presence of such stately gentlemen as ourselves. And Lady Asmodek. What's the Russian shit called again? The Russian hacking thing called again? Russian hacking? Russiagate. Yeah, Russiagate and stuff. I'm just talking about internet, how like, looking at the world through the mediated lens, like, it's like, it's become reality. It is. That's crazy. Type, that, that type of reality, man. That's yeah, but it's like, art 101. Yeah, but I'm like, it's like, but that's like where, where everyone is, because it's like, sorry, someone expressly votes for Trump, there's Russiagate, I mean, it's like, what, like, 10 hackers? Well, like, Russiagate was like, no, they totally did. Russiagate was like their their ability because they knew they could. All right, half the country had voted for Donald Trump, so they couldn't keep going with if all Trump voters are racist anymore. So they're like, oh no, they were brainwashed by Russia. You know, it was well, just like, another way to explain their failures. Well, I'm like, I'm talking, I'm talking about the more the fact of how the information is received. Yeah, of course. Like why a population. Yeah. Would treat this as reality because they have, you know? they have a whole they have a whole like style they have a whole yeah. like TV show called Dude, Rachel the Maddow. Rachel Maddow makes twenty five million a year, and she still pretends Russiagate is real. I it mean, is real. That's why she gets twenty five million dollars a year. It's it. <laughs> it is real. Because, I mean, that's well, that's, that's, art. that's art. It really is. It's really is. It's I like, mean, I think the average person mostly knows Russia Gay was bullshit now, but there are like true believers. I don't know, don't. man. People are like. No. So I mean, my mom knows it's bullshit, and I well, use her as my barometer. For I just, all find, this I just stuff. find, like, how do you figure something right, like that out like and not radically alter your views? You know, like, how do you figure something out? Like, oh, the number one story of the last five years is complete bullshit. Oh, like, I know. Eh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have like, one of those James Bond movies? It's like one person controls all this shit. They have a satellite and a controller. And they aim it at one country. It has a conspiratorial vibe to it. So I think, like, people are kind of, like, primed to think in that way. The journalists who actually spoke out, like, Michael Tracy came out against Russiagate early. And people started calling him a Nazi. Clearly, yeah, for saying he's yeah. like the one of the three libs that called it out on. The, no, yeah, on I mean, because he's sharp. He's annoying, but he's sharp. Yeah, he is sharp. But yeah, think about how all powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about how all powerful the U.S. frame is like Putin. You have like a picture of him with shirt off, like wrestling a bear. Like, do you imagine how annoyed Putin was having to answer from like American what? reporters? No, I would be like, I just saw Boston, like, yeah, I had Russia. That's yeah, how he seems to have related. Was like, yeah, maybe I did yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 maybe yeah, maybe, maybe I'm all. Maybe I the thing too, man. You I don't take, know. Yeah, like, man. You take like, you you take every compliment that comes your way. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't like he wasn't like oh my god. Everybody thinks I like picked the president of the United States. Yeah, of America. I just he was like the they did pick the president. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. Information yeah. Run with that. is so fascinating, yeah. and I totally get it because for me, 
to know that this is all fucking fake and fraudulent. Yeah. I have to work. It's like What's constant up? effort. Yeah. It would be so. Sorry. Right there, but Mark. Yeah, fine. Say whatever you want, man. I don't know if you need, like, uh... Yeah, I see the idea. Oh, my God, dude. Relax. You're funny, bro. You ain't dying. You ain't dying. You ain't dying. Oh, yeah. Wait till you get awesome thing. Like, there's an insight in that whole shape. Absolutely. I mean... It would be so easy for me to all of a sudden be like, yeah, yeah, no, Joe Biden's a great president, and... Uh, he's a great president. He's awesome Everything president. every other president's done. Gender ideology is the best thing that ever happened to America. Dude, you think gender ideology is Joe Biden? I think he even knows what that means. No way, but no the people around him this. definitely do. That's the problem with Biden is like, if it was 80s Biden, who was also a scumbag, but if it was this nonsense, he would have been like, what is this malarkey? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know? he used the word malarkey. Yeah. That's, he's a funny guy. I mean, I like yeah. his uh, No, he definitely uh, has an... I could see why people voted for him back in the day. Like, oh, yeah. You know, he seems super relaxed. I voted for him back too. in the day. It's really simple for 2020. He is so boring. I didn't think he was a chance in hell. Oh, he's old, no, man. No, I, didn't think there, I didn't think there'd be a chance in hell when before uh, COVID, economy collapse, all this yeah. shit happened. And then I was like, man, I wish something boring would happen in life right now. And it made sense. Like, it's like the most undramatic White House ever. Yeah, but then, I mean, if Trump had won, think, we wouldn't be living in a... That happened leading up to that decision. The right? thing that really gets me is if Trump had won, COVID madness would have at least been pulled back considerably. True. If not ended altogether. No, no, no. You don't There's think so? Still, because the news media is still... It's possible. But I think like, because his voters were against it enough, he at least had the spine to be like, fuck you to the Pfizer CEO, my voters no. like me. Well, well, the interesting thing is, no, no, no. he, he set up the framework for Joe Biden's position for COVID. That's what is, oh, definitely. That's what so I don't think it would have disappeared. He was trying to do something contradictory. He was trying to deny it, but also take responsibility for solving it. Well, for the vaccine. He was trying to, like, he was trying to keep people from freaking out. He's not the guy to deliver the news that the plague is coming. Because his whole thing is make everything as rosy and optimistic as possible. Yeah, Because right. that is what is going to be the best result. No, exactly. Right now. When COVID happened, he's like, we're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to fucking kill this shit. Where the right? media was like, ass. you need to burrow ass. into your house yeah. and not come outside. Right. And he knows. There's going to be mass graves yeah. in New but York. Which one of these things are rational, though? Because they're telling you about the outcome of something you just don't know unless you like get it no, it's about how he's motivating behavior yeah exactly like, but he wanted to steer it yeah if you want his idea it's two different ideas of life one idea is you take every precaution something might be out there you fucking I mean, lock up forever for me that another idea is if you do that for three weeks you're going to start to go fucking crazy and you're going to devolve as a human being and therefore it's a better bet to just fucking pretend that ain't there and go out and live life fearlessly because the moment you let fear overtake you 
You ain't coming out of that shit well, for a while. There was two different attitudes at the, at the bottom of where it's like, you got like, the left wing attitude is like, this is how the world should be, how, how people should work yeah. to be. The right wing is like, no, this is how people kind of are. Like, right. This is how they are. Let's just let them be what the, you know the way they are? You know the way they've been for 10,000 years? Let's just, let's just gamble, let's just bet on that pattern. No, 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 no. Let's hope they do this, this, and this they've never yeah. done before. Great, great fucking ideology. are rational. It's like, all right, you can't be like a cop and think like every dude laying down has like a fucking machine gun. Right. Maybe they like might attack you, but they don't have machine guns. Like, so you expect the worst, you expect the best. Most of cops. Like, no one can deal with. No one can deal with uncertainty. That's the main thing beneath it, the uncertainty. Of right, right, right. If you, if you avoid certainty, you avoid a lot of problems. You avoid a lot of you avoid a lot of hazards. I mean, I just I just think like that Time magazine piece said everything that needed to be said. <laughs> Big pharma, the military industrial complex, tech, Wall Street, the activist industrial oh, yeah, complex, that, and the Democratic yeah. Party all came together to end Donald Trump. Like, Woo! that is pretty, like, Woo! that is, how, how do you, if it's just, like, regular people who are like, we like Trump, I don't fucking care what you say, versus... Wait, wait, military came together? Military came together? Absolutely. No, 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 I mean, no, I mean, it's an article. Yeah, yeah. The neocons, military came together? all the neocons became the never-Trump Republicans. Yeah, they were all the ones releasing the stories about how fucking the Russia bounty... All the guys who had profited off of the fucking... Death of a million Iraqis were now uh, on the same side as like BLM and the DNC. It was fucking insane. And not because, and the craziest part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're good. They did it out of the good of their heart. Guys, but yeah. if you were watch like a cowboy movie, the those guys. Maybe another it's one. Just, and really, what it no, was is, is like that's a that's assuming the it's in a further place. It's a far place. They didn't have what for that the first it's in a far place. Ever. That it's far. They didn't want complete means neocons. It's been done. Would have endorsed Jeff Bush. Yeah, it's reached every level. Oh, was specifically that they saw Trump as like a reality. This is the weird thing that this with Trump. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That they would take power that and never democracy actually invest in this country. Because yeah. nobody... Absolutely. And that's yeah. what they hated. Totally yeah. Complete. The fact that people could actually no, vote and get something that they hadn't preordained, that's what created... Because the assumptions are like about self-interest. If, if, you can't, if all like the characters like came from the world you described and not from... People were having a good time saying, fuck the media, you lying. It depends on who they are. I don't know I think there's a surface thing. Or like or what the percentage oh, of the people like, came Trump from the 60s. is not your self-interest. I mean, but then you're talking then, about like, saying they all did. You never think about how like voting the in another is, working you know, class people can't vote there. Of the right. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. But like you yeah. never yeah. understand that. And so you think how on earth did you vote for someone like Trump? Patriarchal. Because all the votes were kind of cynical. Like fun and over the power of that. Yeah. The other side was Hillary Clinton, who had said half these fucking people. Well, that's that's yeah. It's been literally a primary architect of the Afghanistan war. Yeah. And a major fucking big farm. And uh, how does it look so far? I mean, to be honest, I actually thought Hillary Clinton would win in 2016. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't understand the size of Trump's audience. I was dating this girl at the time. Is. 
when really? all of the worst yeah. qualities of that met character. Her. Never, no. None of the good ones. Twenty eighteen, right? I was still in terms of this would have been like the end of her and I's relationship. Oh, wow. it's like her and all I really hated problems. each other towards the end. All but, uh, the vindictiveness. I said to her, all the you know uh, childish sort of. Trump's punitive, kind of uh, and she's like, she's attitude to people who, who, who go wrong, all that, all the self-righteousness, all the self-righteousness, all of the bullying, 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 because the bullying never ceases. These people don't care about academics. His bullying is harder when he does it, but he doesn't do it as universally as decades of austerity and it's like form of fucking science but none of the thing none is, of the capability none of the reliable execution skill None of the fact that he actually has the strength to protect you. And people, I think, also protect you. None of that. Yeah, he's not protecting her with power. But you're subjugated. Power. You want succession? It's sort of like a shift kind of situation. We're like she's horrible at manipulating people because they're like wolf. Beneath the sheets clothes is like really transparent. Right. And like you just never try. Like people, like she's doing the fake feminism thing, and people see like. This bitch is like uh, as imperial yeah. a warlord as there is in this country. Yeah. Like, and I think if she had ran on that, like I'm fucking ruthless, she would have had a better chance of winning. To be honest, because she would have been honest about it. Yeah. Well, but that's where our hope lies. Our hope lies in their inability to, like, actually see reality. They're, yeah. they're faking they're, they're fabricating so much of it that they're they're high on their own supply 100% so, yeah they don't even try to make it seem plausible anymore no they're not quite aware I mean some of them are aware of reality like the James Carville types you know the oh, old yeah. school types the old school types they've been around and they're yeah, not yeah, yeah they're yeah. not gonna be fooled by no newfangled trends they're like they're looking at the long game and they're being like, uh, this shit is ain't, this shit ain't got no life, this woke <laughs> shit ain't got no lifespan yeah, in yeah. the long game. They're smart. They're the ones who are like, yeah, they're on the side of it. But you know, but the problem with them is, they're a lot, they're, 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 uh, fucking life identity is Democrat Party. They can't go against that. They're too old, they're too... That's how I see Tim Scott, too. Like, I'm not as excited about him as some people are. I don't even need to follow him. I don't follow most of these fucking people. I'm just like... He's the mayor of New York now. Oh, Tim's Eric. Eric Scott. Eric, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we've had some rumors about him from which quarter? Yours? Who was telling him? No, Gar- uh, Garfield. Garfield was telling What about are the rumors? Uh, about how he was like a really, like, race-first kind of guy. In like he's the like force. a host cap or something. Yeah, I mean, in a sense that, like, he was saying his uncle's in the force, and his uncle's point of view... That he would only promote black cops. Yeah, he would apparently. Now, who knows if that's his uncle being, you know, one-dimensional or not? Let's just call it like who knows. Yeah. But that's that was the uh, the take on. That was always like that was always like the funniest thing about the abolish the police thing is is the American law enforcement is more diverse. Than any institution in America. Yeah, it's like the middle of fucking military. Yeah, like, and it was all being propagated by academics, which is still like eighty-five percent wasp as fuck. Well, that was like one of those experiments, you know. 
I'm so roasted right now. I feel guilty giving him any kind of drugs. Been down there, I'm good. But, you're, but this is your part of your diet. Exactly. Alright, I mean, I don't want to fucking. No, it's alright. My, uh, Michelle's the biggest fucking hash head I've ever met in my life. What is, she's a publicist. We were, we were talking about her yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. She might leave her job soon, but. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let that, we'll that peek out. True to that. Sneak out. Yeah, um, uh, Max Club Juice? Oh, you can go to Max Club Juice? Uh, no, no, Max Club Juice. Please, 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 Absurd. How far can something so absurd as defund the police possibly go in this society? Such a fat, such a fake. Hey man, can I get a glass what, of water? Defund the police. Such a fake thing that like literally five percent of the population maybe really. No, but it's literally it's something that you read like in a fucking Jonathan Swift novel. <laughs> It's, like, it's oh, it's oh, this, oh, sure, the society had all gotten together under the slogan of defund, defund the police. The police. Oh, they're like, so funny. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like Rabelais or whatever. It's yeah, like, and it's, it's like if you... Pure absurdism. Obviously, these people... Like, to even buy into that intellectually, you have to live in a petty bourgeois neighborhood where, like, the worst Well, you've never seen crime. Is Never like smell to cry. Some old lady got her bag stolen out of her bedroom or something. And then there were, you know, in, in, in that mosaic, there were the few sensible people who were like, oh, wait a minute, guys. Like, yeah. You know, this may be too far. Yeah, and they, got, the they got destroyed. <laughs> hey, man, can I get a glass of water? Yeah, and like the funny part is, is they didn't even they they kept that going for like three months. Usually they start to deploy the quote unquote more smart thanks man more smart leftists like Jockman will do an Adolf Reed spot. Then they'll bring on Walter Ben Michaels to dial down the crazy. These are all leftist uh, yeah 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 intellectuals at some one yeah or the other. And Walter Ben Michaels especially I consider like a very strong final boss of leftism because everything about him speaks like reasonable uh, intellectual professorial almost like Christopher Lash type Um, but they don't deploy them until four months after all the crazy happened when it's like too late yeah, and they real people back in. They real people back in. Say we hear, we yeah, we agree with you. It was all those. Yeah, yeah. The shit that happened now is a little. Crazy. That's that how they keep crazy. in like the semi-smart leftists. Yeah, yeah. And you know the argument that it's a good job though to have. You know, to be I mean, sent in four months later. That's that's the job of all most nice, of these intellectuals. It's a nice yep. little job. Yep. Keep them in ideology. And be very moderate. Oh, and people respect you because you're so moderate. You see, you know, you're so balanced. And everybody knows this too. Like Altasir came up with a ISA thesis like back in the seventies. Like academia is primary function is to manufacture ideology and keep people in the ideology they manufacture and yet we're still it makes surprised sense. that these guys are like all winning or not total fucking psyops yeah yeah like really you're gonna get pour all that funding into these various departments let us not name each one yeah without like a plan you know yeah seems like a bit much well even like 
Yarvin, dude. Like, I like his writing sometimes, but I'm like, I was reading the last one, and I'm like, do I really have to fucking pretend that monarchy is coming back right now? Jesus! Why, why do I have to entertain this as like a serious political theory? Yeah. He's asking the Psyop play. Yeah. Then that's fine. Send it out. You know, any one of us uh, can do a Psyop. Yeah. I got another yeah, plug. I got to use the rest. Tequila, right? Your yeah. advantage. You have like a, like, very barrel with Psyop. Like, we're like, all right, like, we're going to, like, train this person, put this work program, release this person to the math, masses or whatever. Let something happen. Control the narrative. There's so many moving parts in there. I think... But it's more beneficial, like, anybody can do anything for any reason, and then they do the thing, and then you, then you take the narrative from there. It seems like much more of a, a, a proper use of Look, I don't, like, I think that if we're going to use the word personally as an outsider in all this, like, if you're going to say PSYOP, I think that has to be the paid and commissioned version. You don't think, like... Because then that's specific. It's like you're either a PSYOP or you're not a PSYOP. But if all your... T- saying by PSYOP is like you're following a larger social energy to deliver on larger goods, yeah. it's just too vague a definition. It's just, you're, you, you yeah. could be a PSYOP. I mean, it's, a, yeah, it's, like, you know it's really, at that oh, level, it's just an insult. It's a way of insulting someone for being mediocre. No, no. Just by saying that they're but just then by making it so vague, you're actually the legitimized, the actual PSYOPs. Like, if there are actual well, yeah. PSYOPs, yeah. then they should keep that yeah. brand and but we should come up those, with something else. Right, but even at those levels of PSYOP, yeah. it's also a debate because you've got like Paris Review, which is 100% a PSYOP in the sense that it's literally founded with an intention. Like it's funded by the CIA with a CIA intention. That's number one PSYOP. Now, it doesn't mean it's a bad one, but it's just like that is what they did. And that does mean the reason why it's bad is not because it, that is what it is. It's, it's that clearly... The sphere of that culture that was carved out by Paris Review had to be controlled. Like, it wasn't going to permit of any old literary greatness, right? Like, I don't know enough about that. Well, I'm just saying, like, you mean like canned beers? Yeah, everything's on time. Yeah, can I get the. Uh, what is that one actually? Something in a seat? Can I see it? Yeah, yeah. Can you get that? Yeah. If you're funny, you want the lager or free mail? Lager? Yes. You're a foundation that depends on the funding of a particular source. your card, don't No. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not going to do what, de- what defies the interests of that source. There you go. It's like, it's just not going to happen. I mean, that itself was not going to happen. And then you just say, well, what are the interests of that source? You know, I don't know. It just seems, it's, it's a rational way of looking at what happens. That doesn't mean that there aren't exceptions of the Lord, obviously. But I mean, like, all right, like the example of like uh, like a Charles Manson. Yeah. Like, does it really matter why he did what he did? Well, it matters if, but yes. Like according to this, I'll tell you why. Because according to this book, it shows very clearly that the the fact that he did what he did because of MK Ultra or chaos actually chaos is this operation because he did what he did because of them. They really are the most responsible party. For what he did, because they literally, they if it wasn't for literally in the most literal sense, if they didn't interfere, if they didn't liberate him from prison every time he committed a crime, he wouldn't have been able, you know, like that. He wouldn't have been there. Like yeah. he wouldn't have ever. So, yeah, in that case, it's like yeah, he they fucking 
it, it, is, it does matter why he did what he did. Because was he doing it because he's a crazed lunatic? Was he doing it because he's an experiment gone wrong? Or gone right? That's an even more dangerous implication of this. Sure. You know, so I'm just like, you're laying out the options here. But then I'm right, the blame is ultimately <laughs> on the retainers, right? Say that again? The blame is on the retainers. What's the retainer mean? Uh, like, um, somebody who manages their behavior. Uh, yeah, sure, but like the whole operation is designed for them to do what they're doing, and if it goes wrong, I mean, it doesn't even, like, it's not even going wrong, it's just going a little too far. It's going right, but it's going right in a way that, okay, no, nobody wanted people to get slaughtered necessarily. But maybe they kind of did. If they th- if the idea was you're going to create, you have to, you have to infect these instant, these uh, this movement with yeah. badness and make them go, you know, show their hand, make them show their hand. I'm not saying like it's a bad, like force them into their to the to devolve as quickly as possible. Well, you know, obviously. Well, what I'm saying is like, all right, for example, like how written out situation. Okay. It doesn't need to be a sigh out from the point of leaving the prison. It just yeah. needs to be from the point of it being a media event. It definitely was a media event. Yeah, but I'm saying that's the only point where it really needs to be a psyop. Like whether or not. Yeah, like, but not all psyops are. There's just a sense that, like, you know, honestly, with but, that, it's like there's a sense that somehow this motherfucker, this part, this whole thing is is fabricated. This guy's part of it somehow. Yeah, like that's what the Eden general. Moore would say. It didn't even matter what to what end the spectacle of the event itself, what purpose does it serve other than the spectacle? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna look like my homie. Feel free to cut in wherever you can. Yeah, yeah. No, don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whole round for all. So that last sentence. Right. 
Okay, I'm gonna read it, but then you're gonna have to diagnose his soul. The thing is, though, the last, the last sentence is like the last sentence of an afterword, so it's not necessarily like. But it's also the beginning. So I'm gonna hold him accountable to that last sentence. Wait, Go for it. All right. It's the it's the last thought. Okay. There you go. Thank you. I'll read the last paragraph if you don't mind. Author, author. Heroin showed me the deepest recesses of my mind. I do not fear darkness nor sickness. There are times when I miss the clarity of junk. You'll take part in it, man. No, you're good. Uh, what can you play? Uh, Moscow Mule. I got it. You're good, you're good. I'm good, yeah, yeah. You're good? It's like a Moscow Mule Maker's Mark. Cool. You know what's that? Uh, it's, uh... Suspense. Suspense? Yeah, I got it. Okay, okay. Keep it open. Yeah. Um, yeah. Suspense. Are you big suspense? Yeah, I got it. Okay, good. I'm like... Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. I don't want to bore you. Okay, ready? Go for it. It sucks like... Alright, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna start again. Alright, alright. Heroin showed me the deepest recesses of my mind. I do not fear so darkness, <laughs> nor sickness. Did you wanna keep it open? Um, please. I'm gonna start again. Oh my god. <laughs> Heroin showed me the deepest recesses of my mind. I do not fear darkness, nor sickness. There are times when I miss the clarity of junk, its glow, its warmth. But I would not trade this awareness for those ephemeral, ephemeral pleasures. There are ephemeral. Life after opiates feels heightened. This book was conceived as an excision of the tissues of the past, but the past is actually a limb the severing of which would be fatal. Damn, that is pretty good. He's so articulate. I love it. Yeah, I was Damn. Really happy with that last sentence. Yeah. Damn. Well done. Pretty good. Well done. And I was like, I could just stop at limb, but no. You wrote that. I merely performed. You made it fucking better. It hasn't arrived, right? Or has it? Cedric, are you on the Instagrammer? Yeah, these these two are from New York. They're very uh, deep into. Yeah, the I have my real art scene. Whatever one you got, you can write it. Yeah, I don't want to write it. That's so my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still in art. Yeah, sure. Um, what's that? That's amazing. That's, that's a great show. That's I wish I could write like that. That's yeah, yeah. very deep. Yep. I wish I had a more, more copies. I would give you. Uh, he's been giving out too many copies today, right? I think we need to start selling some more copies. Well, you know, I started to at first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I like this motto, man. I don't pay for shit. No, like my friends. It's very cool to be able to, like, give your friends. Yeah. No, no, it is nice. Great. It is nice. Super cool. And we're uh, writers and filmmakers from Los Angeles. Oh, super cool. I'm from San Diego. Oh, cool. Oh, shit. Okay. I was yeah. born yeah, in Carlsbad. Oh, super oh, in La Jolla. Cool. Sorry. Oh, great. Well, that's amazing. La Jolla's fabulous. Yes. 
But we lived in Carlsbad. I moved to Cape Cod by the time that I was in high school. Yeah. Where are you guys from? Oh, also, all San Diego? Yeah, so, 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 yeah
No, he was like fucking like 50 shots in the day from the road. I'm like, this is very, like, very much so dead, really. But I'm like, all right. I'm not going to say it's like harmless because I know it's a guy. I'm going to say it's like a